How can this be? Podcast. We are back again. We're on a regular schedule now. We got the two weeks in a row out of the way. Now we're on number three. How lucky are you guys getting to listen to us rant and rave and about God knows what for many hours while you're doing yard work, taking the dog for a walk, maybe making love to your significant (laughs) other? Dude, I fucking hope no one listens to us when they're fucking. <laughs> what a hilarious time to die. Bro, imagine, imagine someone listening to us having a uh, listening to us while they're fucking. That's most I need someone to do that. Can someone please do that and tell us how it went? If for whatever reason you're listening to us right now while you're getting it on, I'm gonna speak in a nice, low, sultry voice. Also, please pull out so you don't become NBA young boy with seven kids. Please pull out. Please, please NBA pull out, young pull out. boy with his seven <laughs> kids at age 21. Yeah, you caress that body. Oh I'm yeah, <laughs> show me some loving. We're here to guide you through it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Justin are kind of drunk, but like, I'm also delirious because I started a nannying job and I don't know how people raise kids because frankly, what the fuck? They have no off switch. I mean, the kids that I nanny are amazing and I like honestly love them to death. It's just like, a, have never raised kids. So it's like very hard. I don't know how moms do it. Like stay at home mom is not a joke. Like that shit's crazy. So the three kids that I nanny are so sweet. They're two, five and seven. The girl is seven. And then there's two boys. First day I was there. The five-year-old was like, how old are you? And I was like, I'm 30. And he's like, you're 30. How old are your kids? And I was like, honey, I don't have kids. And he's like, why? And I was like, well, because I don't have a boyfriend. I don't have a husband. Like I need a, you know, I need one of those to maybe have a kid. And he's like, you don't have a boyfriend? And I was like, no. And he looks at me for like literally 15 seconds. And he's like, why? In my head, I'm like, guy like first of all we could have a 30 minute conversation about this but what i said was i was like i don't know do you know anyone my age like 30 or older any boys that are single that would want to date me and he's like i don't know anybody as old as you and i was like well then stop asking me that question he He asked me again today he was like why don't you have a boyfriend and i was like i know i'm so fucking cool right like i play laser tag all the time with you right i cut your fruit perfect right so yeah. I'm now sourcing a boyfriend out of a five-year-old kid. So let's see how it, that goes. It, it would have been funny if like the next question out of his mouth, he was like, did you freeze your eggs? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Imagine. Um, yes, actually I did, little Jimmy. <laughs> actually I did because the guy at the bar two years ago berated me about it. So sick. And to answer your question about you don't know how it's like to raise a kid. Spoiler, I do have one. Maddie, I don't know if you yes, know this. You have one. Do have one that I um, procreated while I was listening to the sultry, dulcet tones of the (laughs) How Can This Be podcast coming at you live in your earballs. Yeah, it, listen, if, if you want me to to do a voiceover of some baby-making music, I am available for hire. Just a cameo DM from us. Justin. Yeah, DM us. Uh, we can negotiate a rate. You can send it to me via Vanmo, as my father-in-law calls it, with an A instead of an E. And let's get in business together. But, I would yeah. love that for everybody. <laughs> that would be great. I, I actually I – I had a woman – called me back at work this week and told me the only reason she called me back was because she liked my voice and I sounded Shut sexy the fuck the up. Phone. You're kidding me. She she did tell me she liked my voice, but she didn't tell me I sounded sexy on the phone or anything like that. Honestly, a lot, people, a lot I'm, of I'm people... I'm losing my li- mind, Maddie. <laughs> I mean, I'm losing my mind too. Also, my I'm also losing the juice of my AirPods are dying. A lot of... Okay, but a lot of people that listen to... Hold on, now I have to choose fucking MacBook speakers. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes. Okay, can you perfect. hear me? 
Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that was a better question for me to ask you if I can, if you can talk, but everyone that like, no, that like, doesn't know you or like, if they just start listening to the pod, they're like, wow, Justin's voice is like really great. Or they'll be like, that guy like really knows how to talk. And like, I always say you're a less douchey Bob Mennery. You just have such a good announcing voice. So I feel like that really carries us. Whereas I just sound like a dude. And like, I've been teased for my voice my entire life. And it's because I swear to God, I just screamed so much as a child trying to be heard over my two brothers that like, I just permanently damaged my vocal cords. And like, I always have to be the loudest in the room because I need to be fucking the center of attention when I was a kid. So like, and now I just sound like I've been smoking literally 40 packs of Marlboro Reds a month, chilling since birth so here we are speaking of that i saw something yesterday on the interweb that for those of you unfamiliar i mean i don't know if you are or not we're of the age where we have heard of cisco and we still go crazy for the thong song when we go to the club um, fuck yeah cisco did an interview he said he smoked so much weed his voice went down an entire octave okay see, that's so a- that's the thing that's a lot of weed. That's a lot of weed. Maybe, I don't know. I don't smoke that much weed though. I guess I, I have in my life, but probably not as much as Cisco. But maybe it's gone down like an eighth of an octave. Maybe. Yeah, I, I think a normal person compared to a hip hop star in terms of weed consumption is like a normal person having intercourse to Wilt Chamberlain having sex with 20,000 women in his life. How do you even come across? I don't even think I've seen 20,000 women in my life. Like just seen, a, seen 20,000. So Will Chamberlain lived to be, I think he was 69 years old when he died. Nice. 69. I was going to say um, fucking legend. What, how on brand for him? Hell yeah, exactly. My wife is going to be so infuriated with me if I'm making nice jokes for the entire duration of my 69th year of life. Kara really keeps you in check. She does. Yeah, she really does. On average, this is not a topic I was expecting to speak about is Will Chamberlain's sex life. But I love it. This is what we're all about here on the How Can This Be podcast. You knew what you signed up for when you flipped this fucking thing on, all right? Get on the fucking train and fuck off. So I calculated rather liberally here and I went 20,000 divided by 69, which would mean he'd have had to start having sex at age zero. Basically that would mean the average women he slept with per year is 289. So he was born in, I think 1930 passed in 99. So like I said, 69, I figure he probably, uh, what, what's a safe assumption in your guesstimation, Maddie, when he started having intercourse, Wilt Chamberlain? I would say 15. 15? Okay, Maybe so, we'll, 15. so we'll do 15. We'll factor conservatively, all right? Yeah. Because this is a new America with Joe mm-hmm. Biden getting inducted into the presidential hall of fame tomorrow <laughs> and whatnot. Our boy. And, you know, we want to we want to make sure that that the conservatives are heard and their feelings are met. So that would mean uh, conservatively speaking, that's about 54 years of fucking under Wilt Chamberlain's belt. So let's see, 20,000 divided by 54. So Wilt Chamberlain would have had to have slept with 370 women a, a year for his prime coital years. So over the course of 54 years, that's like. A Cal Ripken, Lou Gehrig-esque games played streak that you just got to be so tired. I can't imagine having sex with... dick work. Yeah, I can't imagine having sex with 
three to seven women per year, not 370. Goodness gracious. Maddie, please weigh in here. I feel like I'm yelling about Wilt Chamberlain very early in the podcast. Honestly, you're yelling, but like I'm sitting here processing and I'm listening because I'm just thinking like, okay, you must have had like a couple, definitely more than a couple, hundreds of threesomes, definitely a lot of foursomes, orgies where you're just sticking your dick in like anything. This is so fucked up. I'm talking about this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, that's how I feel. It's just like, there's definitely, it's not just like one-offs, like there's multiple people involved. And then I don't know, like, how are you just not tired? Or like, how do you even know that amount of women? Like, again, like, I don't even think I've even seen 20,000 men in my entire life. I mean, yeah, I've definitely seen more than 20,000 men in my entire life, but like, have I seen 20,000 men in my entire life that I'd like even want to consider like not even sleeping with, but like even like being attracted to? Probably not. I've probably definitely not been attracted to that many people. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that's absolutely crazy i commend him does he how many kids does he have do we know let me throw it in the old google machine wilt chamberlain i don't know if he was ever married i mean fascinating guy hope not he was sleeping with everybody yeah no i don't think he was ever married if he doesn't father any children from this i'm gonna lose my mind how many kids did wilt chamberlain have Though he maintained in his autobiography that he'd had 20,000 lovers, Wilt Chamberlain also said he had not fathered any children. Do we believe that? (laughs) The odds are astronomical. That, okay, so either he's lying about having kids or he's lying about sleeping with 20,000 women. Maybe he practiced safe sex before safe sex was a thing, you know? Maybe he was like... Trojan condoms, probably. He must have been. I mean, you know, but like, were there even condoms in the 50s? I mean, I guess that's a stupid question. There was condom in the medieval times. So like, obviously there was fucking condoms in the 50s, but like. Wait, were there really condoms Yeah, they the used sheepskin. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, they used like sheepskin and like, I'm pretty sure they used like wool, like crazy shit. Yeah, dude. Because yeah, they were definitely, yes. I don't what know why in the I know world? that. Crazy. I mean, there's so many different types of birth control and that's why it's so important to like educate your fucking children and in school sex ed is so important. Here I go on my fucking soapbox about how we should be educating, but it's Soapbox away, homegirl, please. I mean, it's so important to educate your kids and your whoever about anything having to do with anyone that's sexually active needs to understand how to practice safe sex because that's just like what it is. And like abstinence isn't a thing. Unless maybe it is in your religious and whatever. And if like you genuinely are abstinent, that's okay. But like teaching abstinence in order for people not to have sex just isn't logical. But yeah, maybe, right. I guess maybe Will Chamberlain just pulled out. Yeah, he must have, or just like worn a condom and pulled out. I don't know. That's the only like doubling down I could really think of without knowing if the girl was on birth control. Yeah. Will Chamberlain, 54 time pullout champion of the world. Of the world. 54 years in a row. 54 years yeah. running. We should make him a fucking plaque. You know, I think that might be what we do. That's going to be our first piece of apparel, Maddie. We're going to make oh Will Chamberlain 54-time pullout game champion of the world. Yes, 100%. I mean, maybe the man was shooting blanks. That's also the only other he must have been. Like, that's the Did only other- he have a vasectomy? <gasps> Early on, vasectomy. Smart, makes sense if he doesn't want to have kids. But he Because wants the to pill, I don't think the pill was invented till the 70s. And he was, what, born in the 30s? So, like... What? That was over 25 years of him. Mental math. 25 is, to 30 years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Playing with fire for a long time. Uh, Welcome to the How Can This Be podcast where um, we just start talking about 
Wilt Chamberlain sex stats and how to practice safe sex in the history of safe sex and contraception. But yeah, that must be unless he just like paid off women that had his kids. If I was a betting man, I would say he was shooting blanks. If it's if he's definitely not lying, he's shooting blanks because just odds. I mean, I know so many people that have gotten pregnant off birth control. Yeah. So I got a D plus in college in making babies class. Oh, my God. Justin, what do you mean? You just had to show up. No, not making babies. That's why I took the class. I thought it was going to be one of those classes. You just show up. I I took that listen, class, though. It was like a nursing class. I had no idea what I was doing. But the only thing I do recall from that is who invented the pill. It was a black woman. It was, um, according to Wikipedia, or it black was, man, wasn't it? Margaret Sanger, Gregory Pincus, and John Rock. They developed it in the fifties. So, okay, yes. Yeah, so oh, I said seventies, but but still, okay. that you you got at least a clean ten years there. Where you know what? You know, I don't think I took making babies. I took germs. I took germs too. That was and a I class did- that she explicitly said the first day. I will tell you the five classes you need to show up to mm-hmm. for this course. You will all get an A, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, yes. Yeah. And it was in that massive lecture hall. I mean, if Correct. you went to Nathan, you're listening, you know. And I just remember one of the days that I went, there's a picture of me on, on Facebook from someone's Blackberry when we were learning about STDs and they were just blasting syphilis dicks on the screen. And it's like me looking horrified at this person taking a picture of me. And I'm just like, Ugh. what is happening? And I'm scared. I think that yeah. really resonated with me that because it was, yeah, I don't know. That was like, I mean, I'm having anxiety talking and even thinking about it. It was like, I mean, that was a throwaway class at UNH making babies. I thought was a throwaway class, but I guess not. I took, um, did you ever take hospitality management? I did. We went to Mohegan sun. Oh, we went to some field trip. What? We went to some. Oh no, sorry. I went to casino casino management. Yeah. And we went to Mohegan sun and I lost a lot of money playing roulette. I couldn't get that. So I just take a like, hospitality management and we went to freaking like some quote, quote resort, like where the white mountains, Washington, wherever that is. Am yeah. I saying that right? yeah. Yeah. Which was ridiculous. I mean, I was like, get me the fuck out of here. I'm going to get murdered. And then I also took like international food and culture, which was a cool class. Also a throwaway class. Me and Taylor Doobie, my old roommate took recreational sports management. You definitely I took that, that too. RMP 500. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And you had to do that 5k at the end of the fucking thing. Yeah. And me and Taylor Doobie, I was so hungover. I had had an adult sleepover with a boy and on SJ's couch actually. And I woke up and Doobie picked me up at like six in the morning. Cause we had to go work this 5k and we left at like not even 1 PM. And we were supposed to stay to like break everything down. And we failed the final assignment and I ended up getting a C. <laughs> But it was senior year, so I was like, fuck this. This is so I stupid. thought that class was awesome because I, I would go to class and the, the dude that taught my class at least was like a bro. And he was like oh, no. I didn't the have chillest him. dude ever. Yeah. So we I must have had a different professor than you, but yeah, my guy I forget sucked. the guy's he name. Fucking failed me. He was probably like the age that we are now, like early 30s or whatever. He'd be talking about like mountains and shit and he would say like, who here has been to Jackson Hole? And people would raise their hand and be like, yeah, you've been to Jackson Hole? I'd be like, yeah. He goes, was it awesome? <laughs> the guy was like, yeah. He goes, yeah, it is awesome. Yeah, I've been there a couple of times. It's great. Love okay. it. 
who here's been to Sun Valley? Like he's just going over these like ski resorts all over the United States. It was my guy was not that my guy was like an older guy that fucking hated me and Taylor. And I was like, the fact that you think I'm taking this class seriously, I'm I'm a second semester senior. Fuck off. I slept on a freaking love seat last night with a giant man. I'm not like dealing with this shit with you right now. It's my guy. I need to go to Panera Bread and cry into a fucking broccoli cheddar bowl and take a nap. Thanks for showing up. Sometimes I think back on that. The places that we partook in these sexual Congress escapades. Oh, my God. And then slept on like a love seat that wasn't big enough for two people or wasn't comfortable. And like shit I like had my that. own apartment. Like why wasn't I yeah. there? That, and he had his own apartment, but we're like on SJ's couch sleeping. I mean, the Alewife tea station, probably one of my yeah. favorite thoughts. I don't understand. It's bizarre. Oh yeah. He plowed at Alewife? Twice with two different people. Hell yeah. I mean, but what's like, up? Because I'm living with my parents over the summer and it's like you're going into the city and then you park your car and you take the fucking train and blah, 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 blah. And then you just end up in the fucking Alewife tea station in the freaking parking garage. I've long maintained that Alewife is my favorite name for one of the MBTA train stations. Oh, it's great. There's also a really great song by Claro called Alewife. She's an amazing artist. And I think she went to Berkeley. But yeah, she's great. So that song resonates with me as well. But yeah, we should have people write in their craziest places they've hooked up with someone. Oh, yeah. Listen, mailbag next week. If you're listening to this, DM us the craziest place you've blasted. Yes. Or like hooked up, not even maybe just like got a little head, but like. Yeah. Did a little, did a little, uh, little frisky business, you know? A little something, something. Yeah, I yeah. guess it, I mean, it life's not that crazy, but like it was just funny and preposterous. Like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah. I mean, anytime you're on an airbed, it's like, what did I do? What choices have I made in my life to come to this? Like, yeah. why am I here f- screwing this dude in a freaking airbed? Yeah. You know what's worse? Just the floor. <laughs> 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 like, like, you can degrade away with the air mattress, but like, you've still got about four, five, six inches between you and the floor. Sure. You're on the floor. You're on the floor, my guy. That's desperation. (laughs) That is, that is like high school desperation. Oh my God. I can't even, now I'm crying laughing thinking about that. Yeah, I don't even fucking know. What a podcast we've created today, Maddie. I don't know where this came from. This was not on the agenda. I mean, but like, here we are. I think this is great. This is the off the rails fucking podcast, Home of the Ranch. Oh my God. Listen, you knew what you signed up for (laughs) when you flipped this thing on in your earballs. You knew you were going to get something funny and something interesting. Most likely something that went way out to left, way out to right, and then just exploded on the launch pad somewhere. Somewhere. You know? Here we are. I was recently talking to someone about hooking up in an airplane. I've never done that, and I just don't understand, and that really just doesn't appeal to me. It doesn't seem logical or something that could, like, realistically happen I in agree. real life. A hundred percent. Like, how do you get in that position? I just, yeah. like, I can barely sit down and pee, and also, like, that's fucking disgusting. Ew. I don't know. No, it it definitely is. Like I've used airplane bathrooms. They're constantly just absolutely gross. The grossest place ever. Like I'm afraid to touch anything in there. Sad. Sad. I I told you the time I flushed an AirPod down the airplane toilet. No. 
Okay, this is a PSA for everybody listening. When you're on a plane, don't get up to go to the bathroom with your fucking AirPods in because I was on a flight back to LA and I just got my AirPods. And this is when I was only working one job and I was like very, very broke. And I just got my AirPods. I was so stoked. And I was standing up and like I tucked my hair behind my ear to get up from the toilet. And I fucking watch one AirPod just fall into the toilet. You know, airplane toilets, there's no water in them. So it's just your pee. So it's just sitting there in a pool of my own pee. And I'm just looking at it for like 10 seconds. And I was like, do I even like reach in and get it out? Cause then it's like so disgusting. But I'm like, even if I was to somehow like get a plastic bag and get this out, there's no way this is going to fucking work ever again. So I just had to say a prayer and flush it into the fucking abyss. And then I had to to contact Apple like support. And they were like, what's your problem? And I was like, "I, I have a screenshot of it. I was like, hi, I recently flushed my one AirPod down an airplane toilet and I like need to get just one. Like I don't need to buy both. And one AirPod is $70. Wow. I was like, I'm in a KMS. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, and I had to pay it because, like, obviously. But yeah, yeah ob. PSA, do not. I and to this day, I don't go to the bathroom with my AirPods in it in the fucking airplane. That shit, they're not sturdy or whatever. They're not like docked in your ears. But anyways. Oh, these ones I got. Uh, the wife got me a pair for uh, for my birthday. Are they the good ones? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're I dynamite. Know. I can't hear anything outside of my own head when I have them in. It's fantastic. Frankly, I don't know if my anxiety would be okay with that. I need oh, something. I need the distraction. It's, it's great. I like put them in and they're like, it's like an airlock tight seal. And it's just no sound gets in. So it's, it's worth fantastic. the money. I feel like oh, Apple, I mean, this is good. Me and Justin have been podcast. We've been podcasting for however many hours at this point. We're, we're going. We're over three hours at this point. We and me and before we started, Justin was like, "All right, we're gonna like keep it tight today. Like it's gonna be, like I'm not gonna be editing for fucking four days. Like it's gonna, we're gonna be okay. Like it's gonna be good." And listen, now here we I'm, are. I'm gonna edit the shit out of this. All right, I'm gonna. I might it's need gonna you be to edit. Great. And, and then you're so good at editing. You're the. I don't. You're the Alex Cooper. You are the editor in the in the whatever. Man, I, I wish I was I wish I was as beautiful as Alex Cooper I or as famous. I need, <laughs> or as rich, her fucking new house in Venice. I'm like, bro, when or Santa Monica, I'm like, yo, yeah, when are you inviting me to hang out and drink margaritas and black out in your hot tub with your fucking best friend? You someday kidding? that'll be us, Mads. Yo, someday I'm I'm putting in the universe right now. But yeah. before that, we gotta fucking get me on the bachelor. Yeah. Maybe that's how we'll do it. <laughs> Yeah, we got to get Maddie on The Bachelor. So this is a good segment to lead into our Bachelor talk here. I need to get on The Fucking Bachelor because I just start. I mean, everyone, if you've been listening, you know, I've never listened or watched until this season. And last night was the third episode. And Justin watches it before me because he's on the East Coast and it doesn't air until 8 p.m. on the West Coast. And he was like, just texting me. And he's like, you're going to fucking hate Victoria. Yeah. Okay, my notes go as follows. First, it starts off and it just says, Victoria is the girl in school who gave hand jobs for clout. <laughs> and I stand by that because, and let me tell you why, because <gasps> hand jobs have no emotional ties. BJs are different. BJs, it's more intimate. You can't really give a BJ to someone you genuinely don't like or care or maybe you can i don't know i mean who knows but like i can't yeah. personally hand jobs it's like what even is it? it's like shaking hands literally it's like a hand job whatever who cares so yeah. like she's the type of person that would go around and just do it for clout then i have okay sarah 
Okay, so I go, I feel this is, I, I kind of was buzzed, I think, doing this. I feel like producers made him pick Sarah first, like for the, on the first episode or whatever the first date she went on with him. Remember, she was like one of the first dates. Yeah. So she would form a connection with him and then freak out because she has trust and commitment issues from her past that the producers knew about. So I feel like the producers knew Ooh. that they had, she had really fucked up commitment issues. So they were like, you need to pick this girl for your first date. So he did to form a bond with her. And then he was like, going to form a connection with her deep psyche shit. And then the producers yeah. knew that she would freak out. Then again, it just says, okay, Sarah sucks. Then it says how, okay. So I wanted to ask you this. Can anyone just interrupt on like dates? Like, when they're talking to him, like, can anyone just like, come, not, I guess, dates, but like one-on-one -on -one conversations. Can any, is that normal for people to just come up and be like, can I cut in? Is that normal? So, yeah, that that's normal. Uh, like it's normal when you're on the group date. Yeah. That somebody that you're also on this group date with, they come in, you're talking to the subject, Maddie. And then somebody okay. just comes in and it's like, hi, can I, um, you know, steal him for a couple minutes or whatever? And they're like, uh, yeah, sure, I guess. Um, I mean, we've only been talking for like 35 minutes, but yeah. whatever. But that's very normal. What's not normal, the unwritten rules of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette are very similar to the unwritten rules of baseball. They're things that everybody follows. However, you can break them with no repercussions whatsoever, which is what happened okay. with Sarah on this episode. Because she wasn't on the group date. She was just in the group of women that weren't on the date that were in the audience. Okay, so I didn't realize that when she like, okay, so when I thought she cut in initially, I thought she was like part of it. And then mm. I realized, oh no, she just like came down the stairs and was like, I need to talk to him now. Yeah. And that's, that's why all the women were so pissed at her because yeah. she got a full one-on-one -on -one with him because it's obvious that Matt likes her. Right. And, and I have a, a theory about that too. Yes, please go. Okay. And it's actually my friend Jenna brought this up to me because I'm watching it with her next week because we were just live texting each other. And she was like, it's because he can't stand rejection. Yeah. And so like any girl that like kind of has an issue with him, he can't stand letting anybody down. And then he also can't stand rejection. So that's why he like clings on to these people like Sarah that he can't stand having kind of a connection with her and then letting her down. Yeah. And it's that's just fair. like he's. I also wrote, I would rather talk to these donkeys than talk to Matt when they were on that date. I don't know where they uh, were. They were on like some fucking date. He is so boring. And then I literally go, yeah. him having a turtle as a pet is so predictable. He is so boring. Oh my God. He's so boring. Yeah. I've, hot, I've but... been, yeah. Oh yeah. He's fucking strapping. My goodness. Looking at him with a shirt off. Oil that bad boy up. Woo wee. Mm -hmm. Flood watch. Ladies, better get your galoshes it. on. It's going to be wet out there. <laughs> But I've said this once. I'll say it a million more times. I just don't think Matt is charismatic enough to be the yeah. lead on The Bachelor. And had he been on a season, we would have known that. But, like, yeah. he's just some guy. He's a Bachelor virgin. And by that, I mean in the series, not sexually. I assume he's had coitus at least once in his life. I would hope so. But he just never involved with it looks super uncomfortable maddie if i'm not off base here if i was on a date with him i'd be like are you having fun or like i'm scared he's just like very i feel like he's just a little too pc i think he was yeah. very well raised um which is great and and that comes bad reality tv like right, he yeah. not bad in a good way like bad in like a boring way like he's just 
he comes from a family of like, not that people in reality TV come from a bad family. I just think that he's very well raised and therefore he's like a very sweet, kind, genuine person that like is very respectful and like then yeah. Because he doesn't, so, he's not like our girl Victoria, who yeah. has to be a plant. Right. Yeah. There are, not to insult the people that go on reality TV shows, right. there are quite a few unhinged individuals that end up on these shows. 100%. 100%. Matt just definitely is not that. He's the complete antithesis to Juan Pablo, who, if you've watched a lot of The Bachelor, he was like the worst Bachelor ever because he was a dick to everybody. And he was the Um, main guy. Yeah, he was the main guy. He was the bachelor in like 2014 or or something of the sort. And the woman that they originally chose for the bachelorette that aired a few months ago, Claire Mm -hmm. was the runner up on his season. Way to strike while the iron's hot, ABC. Got to get the girl that hasn't been on TV in years. Also, if you're here to like advocate for older women being single and like being able to find love when you're single, don't pick someone that's fucking terrible. Like, she's genuinely single because she sucks. Yeah. Like, she's not single. You know what I mean? Like, she's single because she sucks. And I might be breaking this news to you, Maddie. What? Claire and Dale, the guy that she picked and ruined the show with. Yes. And they had to bring in Tasia to finish out the Bachelorette season. Thank God. She's great. Claire and Dale broke up as of today. I mean, I just, I mean, obviously. I would have put my house on that, that they would have broken up. He was fucking Terry. When she was talking about having babies after they had sex the first time. That is a, if you look up Stockholm syndrome in the dictionary, it's Dale. He is in a Stockholm syndrome situation with that woman. 1000%. I mean, she just needs, I don't know what she needs. I genuinely don't like know her personality that, that well. Cause like, I really only like see her from like chicks in the office or like stuff. Xanax. Xanax. Yeah. She needs Xanax. She needs something. I mean, she needs something. I mean, we all need intensive therapy, but like, yeah. I mean, so someone that recently been talking to has called them a feelings coach, which I love that because I literally was like, don't we all fucking need one of those? Like not even a therapist, just like coach me on my feelings because what the fuck is happening? And I feel like Claire needs that. I feel like she would benefit greatly. And I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean that in a genuine way where like she genuinely needs to like work through some shit. So I hope she fucking yeah. does. I mean, we all do. And like, I just hope that for her because girl, damn. Also, Dale hit me up. <laughs> yeah. Well, one, of, me up. one of the guys they added to supplement the remaining cast when Tasia was there posted on his Instagram story today coffee question mark at Claire Crawley. And I was talking to care about this. I was like, absolute no. Why would you like go no. like that? She doesn't like you. He's just looking for clout. Hondro P looking for. Yeah. Clout. And it's crazy how much these two quarantine seasons of The Bachelor have really mirrored each other so much because mm-hmm. they definitely looked at Claire's season and said, wow, this sucks. This is yeah. awful. Like, we got to spice this up somehow. Let's get Claire out of here. We'll get somebody more likable in here. Yeah. And At the end of this week's episode, I think they realized everybody was losing interest basically with what was going on. And they're like, yep, we're going to add like six more women in and they're all crazy. Yes. Okay. And they must be plants because in the previews for next week, the girl's like, oh, they save the best for last. And I was like, girl, but like who fucking says that? I don't know. It's just crazy to me. Also, why does Matt wear so many turtlenecks? I don't know. 
turtleneck is a uh, it's a fashionable piece of men's attire i mean i feel like it's a shortcut way to look like you have style i don't know why i'm ripping on matt james so much tonight i think it's just because like i expected more from him and i like need him to like have a bit more for me also who the fuck am i to talk but personally matt james if you care about my opinion this is it i need you to have more i need you to have more style than just it's like when guys wear a v-neck in black gray and white and they just like i think they have a personality because they wear it with a bomber jacket and i'm like that's not a sense of style figure it the fuck out but yeah also this is my last point i'm going to touch on with this until we like go to your points sarah crying she cries with no tears I'm like, that's why she keeps putting her hands in her face and like pretending she's crying. I'm like, if you're girl, you got to sell it to me. If you're going to like do shit like this and really like dive into this dramatic esque situation, I need you to cry with tears. I need you to fully go. You can't just hide your crocodile tears in your hands because you're not really crying. It was a lot of pronounced sniffles out of her. And she's like, and I'm like, girl, I don't know if it's the Botox or like you, which is totally fine. Or you just like genuinely don't know how to cry. A lot of this face with the lip flared up. The lip flare <laughs> is exactly true. Yeah. And her, and then her brows are just up. I'm like, girl, that's not going to force the tears out of your face. Like you got to think yeah. about something sad or like do something else. Like this is like fucked up, but I don't know, regardless. And the, I love the vibrator girl. I think her name's Katie. Yeah. I love she's, her. She's had a little renaissance week three after uh, yeah. basically ghosting week two. She was non-existent. But, she um, was back with a vengeance. I feel like the producers were like, we need to get her back in the game because they like realized that she's kind of great. We found out this week that there was more to her than just yeah. the vibrator. She yes. does more than just masturbate. Um, yes. <laughs> and- Which is saying something for someone in fucking quarantine. Yeah, good for her. I mean, someone shit. single in quarantine, seriously good for her. Yeah, you got to get off while you can get off. I, I don't blame you, you know? <laughs> tough times out here in these streets, y'all. Fucking tough times indeed. Just know that as a married man, to all you single people out there listening, or all you people out there who are having trouble having sex, my heart is with you during these difficult times. Oh my God, dude, guess who what? just texted me when you're saying that? Who? The fucking guy from New Year's that I saw today. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. I'm yelling into the microphone. Wow. I'm sweating, dude. My hands are sweating. Y'all, I can't even. (laughs) (laughs) Are you kidding me? Wow. My hands are sweating. I wish I could. Can you see how they're sweating? Yes. We are talking about me not hooking up with somebody. I haven't hooked up with anybody since New Year's. I'm complaining, and he out of the blue just texts me. You know what he said? He goes, Tom Brady in NFC Championship game. Thoughts? Hell yeah. My thoughts are, you have tomorrow off, and you're trying to fucking hook up with me, which honestly, I fucking would. But I have to be up. Oh, Justin. Okay, also, I don't know if we I had mentioned this. We're having a guest on that we've already recorded. I saw him driving this morning. I forget, Did I already talk about this? You talked about it with the guest, but please explain okay. before. I'll just explain it now. And then you guys will have to hear it again, whatever. So basically what happened is I don't wake up before 11 a.m. or 10 a.m. Mostly time, time at 10 a.m. I'm not awake. I'll wake up at 10. But now I have a new job nannying. So I have to be up at six and then I have to be at their house by seven. And I'm driving through our area, whatever. And I see his car and we're at a four-way stop at 6.45 in the morning and he looks at my car and he like kind of looks at me and he keeps driving. And I can see he looks back and I was like, yes, he's going to fucking text me. Like, cause I was the last person to text him, ask him to hang out and he never fucking answered. So I was like, I'm not fucking like, I was like, Hey, I'm around this weekend. If you want to hang out, hit me up. And he never hit me up. So I was like, I'll oh, fuck this. So 
I was like, I'm not going to text him and tell him I saw him at the stop sign, but I was like praying he was going to text me and he never did. But lo and behold, 8.50 p.m., baby, we got that text. Hell you yeah. You love to see it. You love to see it. Wow. You love to up. see it. Fuck yeah. Wow. You guys, I'm really happy we're on this journey together tonight. Maddie's vagina is powdering itself, getting Yo, itself ready to go. You better believe I was talking to someone the other day because I was like, you know, it's bad. I don't know why, but for some reason, every time I hook up with a guy, it's like I haven't shaved my legs in like a, literally a week. And then you're caught. You get to their house and you're like, fuck. And you're like, hey, I got to go to the bathroom real quick. And then you just start running the sink and find whatever razors in his house. And you just start dry shaving in the sink oh. with like hand soap. Oh, yeah. If you're a girl and you can't relate to that, don't ever fucking talk to me because every single girl has done that. Like I have shaved like my pants. Like I've done, like I'm like spraying his cologne. I'm using his fucking old spice in college. Like I'm trying everything. Wow. Talc powder under the arms. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. If yeah, totally. Hunter P baby wiping your limbs. I think we might have to do a whole pod on just this. I cannot fucking believe that this person just texted me. I'm flipping out. Yeah, I'm surprised we have so much gas in the tank for the amount of time we've been recording right now. I know last week it was um, last week we faded fast. We did fade fast. You know what? I I think that made us better. The old phrase, you learn to win by losing. We lost (laughs) last week by the end. And you know what? We're learning to win now. That's where we're, we're winners here. We're at fucking this winners. I'm also a mom, so that's fine. I have three kids. I went to the freaking park with them yesterday when I had all three of them. And this hot dad comes up to me. His kid is playing with one of my kids. And he's like, oh, are these three yours? And I literally looked at him. The girls, first of all, they're seven, five and two. I looked at him. And I was like, oh, no, I'm just the nanny. And he wasn't wearing a ring. And I was like, bro, don't come at me like this. I'm weak. Don't come for me. <laughs> I'll like, <laughs> like, please don't. Don't come for me right now when I'm weak and taking care of adorable children. Like, they're so cute. <laughs> Hold it's on. so what? Easy, pal. I, know. I will <laughs> fuck you right here on this playground. I'm like, yo, I've done it at Alewife fucking tea station. I'll bring you in the back of Sand Dune Park in that gross, disgusting fucking bathroom back there. My uh, guy. Don't think I won't. Okay. It is funny though, because once everyone's like, you'll lo- you'll start to love kids as you get older. Because I really did not like kids when I was younger. And uh, my when I used to work at Soul Cycle, moms would bring their kids in, and I like genuinely wouldn't know how to deal with them. I was 24, and I'd talk to them like, "Hi, like why the like what? What do I do with you? Do you want a highlighter to color with?" And now I'm like picking them up. I'm like, "You're so cute. Like I I just want you to be happy all the time. Like you're so sweet, and they're not even mine." And I'm like, "Dude, biology's wild." Because now I'm 30, and it's like this is when I'm supposed to start having them, you know? Yeah. It's weird. Jesus. And you yeah. have one. So it's like, you I know, I have one. Yeah. Yeah. I do have one. You can see him right over my right shoulder right now. Yeah. He's a I'm... sweet baby angel. He's yeah, cruising. He... He's walking. He's talking a little bit, like saying some words. Yeah. He says some words. He's got a little, we're trying to teach him some like sign language type stuff, which has, we understand I think that what that's he means. Great. Yeah. People, I know people that do that. They say more, I think more is this. Is this more? Yeah. More. Yes. Yeah. That. You can't see us, but we're making and then the all, all done is like this. Okay. So, so I think that's so important because then, because there are kids that are deaf and like they can like interact with them when they go yeah. to school. And I think that's so great and wonderful. So we, we've tried to teach him more, which is basically that you just touch like, touch the hands together, like tiny Tim, please, sir. I want some yeah. more. Like knuckles. Like you give each other yeah. knuckles. Yeah, basically. And then please is supposed to be like a fist over the heart moving in like a circle rotation. But his please and more have kind of turned into like the same thing. So like if he wants something, he goes like this. 
He's so cutie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's oh the best. Oh, my God. I just need to meet him in real life. I can't believe yeah. I've never met him. It's so funny, too, because a bunch of the nannies at the parks, it's they're all, like, Mexican. So yeah. it's all these, like, they're probably in their, like, 40s, 50s, and they're watching these kids, and they all speak Spanish to them. And it's so cute because the kids like now are bilingual because their nannies are Mexican. So, and I'm like trying to talk, I was like talking to my kids today and I was like, all right, like you hear when they say cuidado, I don't have the right accent for it, but it means like, excuse me, or like today she, he was like, you can understand what she's saying. And I was like, yeah, kind of. Cause they say like really simple stuff. Like, do you want me to take your shoes off for you or like be careful or whatever? So I was like, you guys need to go hang around these kids so you can learn some Spanish. Cause it's so beneficial. I love it. Good we for love them. it. Shaping the mind of youths, you know, me and Justin over here. Yeah. We're, you know we're, how to parent. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah. yeah. I'm like my kids. I'm talking like, yeah, my kids, <laughs> my kids. Oh man, we got a lot of good shit going for us here, Mads, with this, with our pod. You know, I'm I know, watching you the need Bachelor. To leave. It's 12 a.m. in the morning. You need to go. Listen, it's it, hey, it's it's all right. I'm here for the long haul. I'm dedicated. I'm bought in. We're all right? here. Yeah. I can't believe how tired I was at the beginning of this. You guys are gonna hear this interview or what? Not interview, but like the guests come on, and I was unresponsive for 20 minutes. I was like, I'm not well, and now I'm yeah. like kind of buzzed riding the high of that fucking text and it says maybe and then his name hell That's yeah you know it's good love that because right you can't there. save it we talked about this with our guest miss indiana last week you cannot save their fucking name in the phone can't do it nope can't do it nope can't uh, do it my only on the bachelor yes i actually have a couple okay one from the chris harrison erotic yep. journey book Justin. reading can I just tell you, I muted that entire, I didn't hear one thing. I muted it. The whole thing muted. Wow. Victoria, I listened to like 20 seconds of Victoria's and it was all bleeped anyways. And I was like, I'm muting yeah. you. I had such secondhand embarrassment. Did you not? I was freaking oh, out. No, I did. Her shirt bothered me too. It was like a see-through, like I'm going to the club as a dancer. Well, like you saw a my burlesque story. dancer. Yeah. It, yeah, it was, was hot like, in the streets like three years ago on Instagram. On like Instagram ads. I'm like, girl. Yeah. Who told you this was okay? But so what did you think about that challenge or whatever? So first of all, why didn't I know Chris Harrison wrote erotic fiction? I needed to know that well before yesterday. I agree. I also feel like you could just start a side pod about you. You should just start reading his erotic fiction with your voice. Oh, yeah. And she cupped his buttocks ever so gently and rubbed her middle finger up to the small of his back. The middle finger to the small of back? Ew. Chris Harrison. <laughs> I'm gagging over here. I also uh, like this microphone. It makes me it, feel like important. That that whole thing reminded me, I, I took a marketing class in college and we each had to have a product that we marketed. Yeah. And I ended up with two women. Okay. And we had to create an advertising campaign for Harlequin romance novels. <laughs> so we had to like essentially read one of these type of erotic books and figure out how to sell it and create an ad and mm -hmm. whatnot. And we got an A on the project. But when, after we finished presenting the professor, she was this older lady. She was talking to, she goes, you know, that presentation was just fantastic. I thought you guys did a great job. I can't personally read Harlequin romance novels in public because they get me stewing in my own juices. No. 
No. Yeah. Yeah. No. In the middle of class. No. Yeah. I'm upset. I'm upset. Yeah. I'm going to pass out. I'm not happy. God, she was a sweetheart of a woman. But I, I was like the middle ground between the, the one girl was horny and the other girl was not really. Oh like, she goodness. was like, oh my God, I can't believe we have to do this. They were both like nice. And it was just a hilarious dichotomy because I was in like the middle, like making sex jokes and weird shit about <laughs> it. I was like... I was like, all right, so we're sending this to uh, Wicked Game by Chris Isaac. We need to do something, oh, something that sexual. Song. <laughs> that song, I mean, all the feels. All the feels in the world. I love that song. I'm going to fucking tee it up right now. Not my, for us to listen to, just for me and my own. For Maddie to get stewing in her own juices. For me to fucking with... text this guy back. I mean, yeah. are you kidding? Talk about someone trying to figure out a way to fucking text me. Tom Brady in the AFC where the fucking championship. Yeah, my guy. 9 p.m. on a Tuesday. Yeah. Seneca, Cr- Seneca Crane and Plutarch Heavensby from uh, the Hunger Games found uh, found out you were shitting on the simulation. So they threw that wrench in you. This is what I'm talking about. Okay. This is what I'm talking about. We're living in a simulation. We fully manifested that. Yeah, the fact that that person really texted me while we were complaining, like while I was complaining about not getting laid and you were saying all that stuff. Are you kidding? The oh, fact yeah. that I saw him today driving. What are the chances of me seeing him driving? It's 645 Slim. in the fucking morning. In greater LA, very slim. So that's it, y'all. If you fucking didn't believe it, y'all better believe it now. Manifest what you want. And if it's dick, it's dick. If it's a job, it's a job for me. It's dick. So here we are. Hell yeah. I hope my parents never fucking listen to this. Yeah, they probably won't. My mom does. She doesn't really agree with some of the things I choose to talk about. But you know what? She's kind of given up. She goes, well, you're 31 years old. What am I going to do? Ground you? And I was like, you know, Ma, that's a good point. That is a good point. Yeah, I'm going to keep talking however I want to talk. Yes. Okay, but more Bachelor stuff because we have to. Yeah. We're trying to stay on topic, me and Justin are. It's hard for us, but we try. I know. We're it, Today's been off the rails, but it's been very good off the rails, I must say. A hundred percent. I feel like we were kind of starting a little slow and then we just came off the gates after that. Like, I mean, at least oh, yeah. I did. I feel fucking great now. Same. Yeah. My other thoughts that I have, do these women like Victoria now? Like she gave that <laughs> expletive laden sexual reading and all these were like yes okay can i tell you what it is i'll tell you what it is it's the regina george factor they saw how she can ruin their life and now they're scared and so they it's like the sorority president they don't actually like her it's because they saw how quickly and how manipulative she can be and how quickly she can eliminate someone just like that yeah and so they would rather be her friend than her enemy And so now they're like kissing her ass. Like she has established herself as the alpha, which frankly is insane because she sucks and she's the worst. But the way she like talks about stuff, I'm like, dude, I I don't know what I would do either. Like, I don't know what I would do. It's and that's why it's because they're scared of her and they see what she does. And so they're just like kissing her ass. They don't actually like her, but they're just too scared to do anything about it. Literally what Maddie just described is the exact same thing that Donald Trump did to all the Republicans in Congress. Exactly right. <laughs> and I have, I have, yeah, he is, I've, I compared him to Regina George very recently. He also incited a riot and so did Regina George. So like, mm. what do you mean? Yeah, totally. hundred percent. So to answer your question and from girl world, that's what it is. They're scared of her. She's, 
established that she's the alpha, even yeah. though she wasn't from the beginning. Like she wasn't a threat. She was a weirdo. She was wearing a fucking crown. She was the queen, whatever. She took yeah. down one of the girls in one episode and they were like, fuck, like she chose that girl and that girl went home and it was all downhill yeah. from there. And so now. And she are. has a sty right now. I can't even. Is that a sty or is that? I thought a sty was like on your eyelid. It like It, it's like it a, is. It's like a ball sack off her face. It is off the eyelid, but yeah, it's it's like a big orb. It's like almost like a cyst formed, but it's like, I'm like can you just put a hot compress on that? So like and spare us like you're on national television, figure it out. Yeah, exactly. I a, or address it at least like make a joke out of it. If I got a sty or something, oh, yeah. put a hot compress on it. Wear an eye patch and be funny about it. Don't just like yeah. put shitty three dollar fucking CVS concealer on it and pretend like it's not there. Yeah. No, no it. shit. Yeah. The other two notes I had were things that my Irish Rose said. My her. my wife. I was watching the show last night and she goes, look at you, 31-year-old man watching The Bachelor with detox, depuff, charcoal, lemonade, under eye hydrogels. And you were living he, your best life. And she had I a video. Was. She did yeah. a video. She did take a video. She made a point of taking a video. She goes, you need to post this and just how ridiculous it looks. I mean, but how happy were you? Oh, I was euphoric. There's nothing better than laying in bed so content with the eye mask on. Hell yeah. I mean, listen, guys out there, I can attest. If you have an opportunity to do an eye mask, absolutely do it. 100%. And those were nice ones too. They were thick yeah. and they were nice. They were the detoxing charcoal that I could tell they were good quality. Yeah, no, very good quality. They cooled and warmed and did a whole bunch of shit. I was all for it. The other point she made, which by the way, I have the video pulled up that she took on oh my, my uh, on my Twitter account at jlang20 if you want to see it. She got the video while Sarah was talking to Matt going home. And if you look at the video, she is doing that weird fake crying thing that Maddie was just talking about with no tears. She's just doing the. He's like with the heavy breaths. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. What is that? Very strange. Very strange. He walked out. They were like doing a constant prom photo. He had his hand around her hip like the whole time. Like oh my God. I noticed the, the exact same hand. thing. I noticed the same thing. I noticed the exact same thing, Justin. That's so crazy. You, like, why are you walking like that? Yeah. Who told you that you need to walk like that? It was bizarre. Yeah. Kara so noticed it and was like, this is, that's weird. Why, why are they doing that? And one prediction she made, which made a lot of sense, given the context of She's the situation, Sarah comes back. 100% agree. 100% agree. She's coming because back. We've seen the last of her. They don't spend that much time on somebody who just wants to go home. Like totally. they gave her like 15 minutes of the whole episode there at the mm-hmm. end to her talking to Matt and her doing her talking head and talking about why she's going home and explaining mm-hmm. in detail and yada, yada, yada. Totally. She's going to come back later in the season. Ben, last season of The Bachelorette, came back after he'd already been sent home, and she kept him. Sent home one of the guys she kept for the final three, kept him instead. Oh, so there's no rules. There's, like, no rules. She can just keep whoever she wants, or he can keep whoever he wants. So she's going to, like, sneak back in. 100%. her dad has ALS, which is the reason she said she was going home. Yeah. And then some of the, 
Yeah. And then some of the context that of the conversation she had with Matt, Matt saying, oh, I really care about you and yada, yada, yada. It just seems like something like her dad gives her the blessing that even though he is close to the end of his terminal illness, Mm -hmm. that he gives her the blessing and she comes back and he brings her back and X, Y, and Z. What a I might be off base, but that's a wild possible. If that's true, that's disgusting. And you she, so? not you disgusting. I mean, if she, I can totally see that being a possibility because anything is a possibility. I can see that happening. If that's a story, if she uses that to her advantage, her dad's terminal illness, like girl, you better catch some hands for that. You're a fucking that's I was going to use the word that I always make you cut out. But yeah. like, that would be diabolical. I oh, have to clean God. up my language because um, I keep saying the C word and then I keep having to have Justin edit it and post because I'm like, I'm so sorry. I keep saying that word. That's yeah, all good. I know, but it doesn't take that long. No, to I can out. see that, though. <laughs> I can see her coming back 100 percent being like, well, my dad said it was OK. And like, you, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like he this is his wish for me is to find love or whatever. And yeah, so- exactly. That's, that's 100% the speech that would happen. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things. And like Victoria, she's a couple weeks away from ending up in the conversation for worst bachelor villain of all time. Like she's, she's the goddamn fucking worst. She's, she's one of the worst I've ever seen. She can't be a real person. She has to be a plant. She has to be. It's, it feels like it. She's too like, stupid and annoying so bad bad style there's no reason for her to still be kept around for what she's brought to the table i need her to go i need her Need her to go need her to go what do you think should we just like announce that we're going into the interview and then fuck (laughs) (laughs) sometimes i like that we just are like fuck it yeah i mean it is fucking 12 a.m where you are so yeah, yeah. I know. I've, I've just, I was just thinking like, we've been recording for like three hours. So, I mean, we can definitely, uh, we, we can definitely wrap it have up. enough content. Uh, we don't even need to cut this out. We, people need to know. Yeah. We recorded for three hours tonight and, um, yeah. it's 9 PM here. I'm going to bed in an hour because this is my life now after I probably eat uh vegan Caesar salad over my sink and figure out a way to text this guy back that like sets me up for success for the rest of the week. Hell yeah. And Justin's fall asleep next to his amazing Irish rose. And it's yeah. great. Yeah. My wife's great. Very excited to go to bed. You know, I'm a man who now enjoys his sleep. You know, this is, uh, uh we're, we're going to get into, uh, uh, I don't know if you call it an interview or just like a guest appearance. Or what do we even call it? Like, I guess it's like a guest. Like I, I just say interview because like I kept asking her a million questions. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like so, I was interviewing her. I, I had so many things to ask her, but, um, she's so wonderful. So we, um, you know, we're, we're going into an interview now with my friend, you know, from my, my Providence days, Megan Urbis. She's great, runs social media for the International Tennis Hall of Fame. She's dynamite and she's going to join us to discuss all sorts of things. Dude, stuff we, we didn't even plan rails. on talking about. You know, we talk about we the mafia involvement with refereeing. Yeah, we, we talk about what Maddie said, the mafia involvement, refereeing, the Jared Porter story with the Mets, James Harden getting traded and having to say goodbye to all the great strip clubs in greater Houston. And then generally me and Meg's experiences in collegiate athletics, which Maddie found fascinating and dumbfounding at the same time. It was insane. I, I, you guys should listen just to hear about like, it's just crazy. That whole industry is wild. Yeah. It's, it's incredible, but 
you know, stay tuned after this. Make sure you uh, subscribe, rate, Please review, rate us. download. Yeah. yeah, leave us a nice review. Please leave us a review. If you leave me a review, I don't know what it will do. We'll do something nice for you. We or- should start giving away fucking some sort of merch if people leave reviews or something. That can be on our radar, but we need to do something for people that leave reviews. That's leave a great a idea. We're going to workshop that a little bit more. That's a great yeah. idea. We'll so we'll get some like stickers or something. Maybe just say it is what it is or like it. home of the rant or like it is what yeah. it is or something. Yeah. Just a picture of you and I. Yeah. Diabolical. <laughs> yeah. Diabolical. Diabolical. It's Terry. Just Terry. some of the shit that we say all the Shooky time. Shook. Hundo P. Shooky Hundo Shook. Hundo P needs to be on there. Does. So next time you join us, we'll have several hundred different variations of ridiculous <laughs> things Maddie and I say. Seriously, stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Leave us a review. Subscribe, download, rate, uh, share with a friend. We're going to be famous someday. You want to get in on the ground floor. You, you want to get in on the ground level. Exactly. Okay, people? Yeah, you want to be an HCTB hipster, eating mm-hmm. your lox bagels and your weird corduroy ah. fucking overalls. And shit with your hair foofed off to the side. All right. Uh, you yeah. want to be one of those people. Do you we're, even we're like famous. them? Name three of their early episodes. Do you even yeah. like them? Exactly. How many times did Maddie say the C word in episode A7? <laughs> Before she started telling Justin to edit it out. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Shit. All right. Well, thanks for listening to us. But please stay to listen to this guest because she's fucking great. This was great. This was a long one, but you'll enjoy every single second of it. We guarantee. Yeah, you will. And Absolutely. Yeah. One of our better episodes, I'd say. I say that about everyone, but we just keep getting better. And Dude, better. we just keep getting fucking better and better. And honestly, today I just got drunker and drunker. So hell yeah, <laughs> I haven't drank on an episode in a while. This was a good change of pace. Same. Me too. I had some gluten free beers. It was dynamite. I had some wine that my family that I nanny for gave me the dad. Li- I was like leaving. He's like, here, take this. This is great for a night like this. It's the weather. I was like, sick. sick. So shout out to them. Fucking in this, uh, in this Coates to 2016. It's pretty dope. Hell yeah. Anyways. All right. Well, thanks for listening and listen yeah. and stay for our guest. Yeah, absolutely. You'll enjoy it. We promise. All right. Yeah. And uh, it'll be up later this week. All right. Avita Zine. Bye That's everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Two weeks in a row, we're joined by a guest. Maddie, how do you feel? I feel blessed, frankly, honestly. Just I'm really happy right now to have your friend on. We are joined by the ravishing Megan Urbis of Rhode Island. Meg, how are you? I'm ravishing, apparently. Yeah. (laughs) After just just getting off the Peloton. Yeah, that Meg just got off the Peloton, so I, I figured I'd, I'd bust her balls a little bit, ravishing and whatnot. So, Absolutely ravishing right now. So wanted to get Meg on. So Meg and I have known each other for, I don't know, what, six, seven years now? Yeah. Yeah. As long so, as I've been here. So yeah. Uh, yeah, seven years. Meg is my closest friend from my college athletics days, I would say. And now she runs social media for uh, for the International Tennis Hall of Fame in Newport, Rhode Island. Maddie and I were texting last night and we really wanted to get a female's perspective that works in the world of athletics on the Jared Porter scandal with the Mets. Bro, what a fucking lunatic, first of all. I mean- 
there's so many layers to this. I don't even know where to begin. Like, where do we begin? Do we begin at the 62 unanswered text? Do we begin at the open mouth selfie, which I think is the worst thing oh, of everything, man. even worse than an unsolicited dick pic. <laughs> and then like the picture that they showed of the dick, there was two. One of them was like his gym shorts were on. And then I don't even know what's worse. I mean, how did he even get she should have blocked him. But like, how did she, he even get her number? Like, it was just bananas. I don't know. Crazy. You, you actually saw the actual dick pic? I oh my I, god, are you not? I, are you I, not mean, on Twitter? I didn't look for it. Oh well, yeah, I didn't look for it though. I yeah. may or may not have just went to the search bar on Twitter and said that dude's name and then said <laughs> DMs. Oh, it was, so was, it like, was readily know. available. It was absolutely I mean, it was censored out, but I was like, what is this? And I was texting Justin and I was like, why is this blurred if it's over his pants? Also, it's the smallest thing I've ever seen him concerned. <laughs> Yeah, what did you say it looked like? A cornichon. Do you know what a cornichon is? Not until I saw a picture of it today. Do you know what you it is, Meg? I have no idea. I'm a lesbian. It's like those little cocktail pickles that you put on, like, fucking, um, <laughs> I'm, like, making a little, like, on you, that you put on your <laughs> boards. Oh, Mine? I don't know how I, 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 they taste amazing. I mean, if I ever had a dick and it was compared to that, I'd probably feel pretty horrible about myself, so. That's yeah, why that's I chose um, yeah, yeah. chose that to compare it to. But wait, Justin, if no, so give us um, give our listeners like a rundown of what happens, like what, so, what we're talking about. Just a uh, you know a, a little brief synopsis. I got to get the uh, get the article pulled up here. Is he the GM of the Mets? Was he was yeah. the GM of the Mets? Now he's so, terminated. He yeah, was the he, GM of the Mets for thirty seven days or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, he got. Oh, I was thought you were gonna say years. I was like, what? Yeah, he got he got hired just before Christmas, I believe, is when he got hired. Two years in a row. Last year, the Mets hired Carlos Beltran to be the manager and fired him before he even you know managed a baseball <laughs> game. And now this year, they hired Jared Porter to be the GM and fired him before he oversaw a baseball game as a general manager. I got to Jeff Passan's Twitter account. So he's the one that wrote the article. Megaphone balls, Jeff Passan. So New York Mets general manager Jared Porter sent explicit unsolicited texts and images to a female reporter in 2016. But let's be honest here. If it happened then, I'm sure it's happened since. Oh, God. Yeah. Culminating with a picture of an erect naked penis, according to a copy of the text history obtained by ESPN. Is there any other way to see a penis erect and naked pretty much? Unless you're at the gym with like the old men running around. Flaccid dick. I don't fucking know, dude. I mean, I saw this guy in Hinge the other day and I actually have the picture. Did I say, I don't know if I said it to you, Justin. I sent it to so many of my guy friends and I was like, figure out your kind. I'm fucking sick of this shit. He had like a half chub in his gym shorts and like took a mirror selfie. And I was like, and then I just matched with him because I was like, I need to see like what, where this goes. And his opening line was, do you want to get a tattoo from me? And I was like, this is an immediate unmatch. I feel unsafe for my well-being. A tattoo? Yeah, from him. from him i was like can't think of frankly anything worse you fucking kidding no but i don't know wait and then this guy sent to was she a reporter yeah so she was a foreign correspondent i saw something later today i don't i still haven't seen what country she was from but i am not yeah the mets like president of baseball operations sandy alderson said where the the lady was from so i'm sure we could find it on the internet but i'm not going to do that much work for this right now. So <laughs> he texted her 62 times unanswered. 
Actually, it was 61 times. And then he said to himself, you know what? You know what's going to win her over? If I send her a picture of my hog, that's going <laughs> to do the trick. Like, what about the, you know, the previous 61 unanswered texts made him think that was a good idea? Wasn't it over the court? And it wasn't like it was like in like the span of like two days and he was on like a bender with his boys. Like this was over an entire month, I think, or maybe even two. So he just like woke up every morning and chose violence Mm -hmm. and was like, I'm going to fucking assault (laughs) this woman into the ground with my fucking weird dick photos. Oh, like what? Meg, what are your thoughts on this? As a woman working in athletics for a fair majority of your 20s into your early 30s? Well, Sarah Spain said it best. If we I saw on Twitter, her first tweet about it was something like, If we want to see your dick, we will ask. And that is just one thing that like, again, I'm gay. So I don't have a whole lot of experience in the dick realm. And I've never been sent in, like I don't have any horror stories from working in Mm. sports. There, I I really don't have any horror stories to this level, but I know people that do. Stuff that's really never come to light to this extent. But yeah, it's slightly horrible. (laughs) Not slightly, it's 100% horrifying, over the top. Like, this is stalker status. I mean, I feel feel unsafe. I feel, I would, I just, I can't even fucking believe. And I feel so bad for this girl because she probably felt like I have to keep my fucking mouth shut. I don't know what he was doing before, like work-wise, but she was probably like, I have to fucking keep my mouth shut because no one's going to listen to me. And like, no one's going to, even if they do listen, like they're not going to give a fuck because I feel like, especially in sports, like men get away with so much shit because it's a fucking boys club. That's why you always keep the texts and then give them the ESPN. 100p you keep the receipts. I don't think I've ever received an unsolicited dick pic because... Really? um, No. That shocks me for some reason. Because, yeah. I mean, does it though? Because I feel like men know that if you send me a dick pic, 100 people are going to see it because I'm going to be like, L-O fucking L, you look at this. Yeah, I'm going to be like, look at this fool. No, I used to ask my ex for dick pics all the time. And he'd be like, no, because you're going to show your friends. And I'd be like, fair, but like, whatever. <laughs> like, fine, please let me just have it anyways. And he's like, no, you're a psycho. But I mean, well, thank here's God. The thing. Please don't say, also, please, people don't send me dick pics. Like, I don't want you to think this is like a cry for help that I need dick pics if you're listening to this. Please do not. <laughs> here's here's the thing though, Maddie. Like, you know, we all know this about you now, but just like with everything, there was definitely some unfortunate gentleman who dipped his toe into that pond and did not have a good experience with it. I just don't. I all yeah. I don't. I don't know. I really don't think I've ever gotten a dick pic before. I mean, maybe I have like so long ago. I just oh, feel God. like people know better because I'm a diabolical person and I cannot be trusted. I also don't send nudes. I think I've sent like one nude in my entire life. That's just a but good I, business decision, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, now, obviously, I can't ever run for office because this fucking podcast. But like, you know, I don't want my. Listen, let's not rule anything out. Remember who the who the president was for the last four years. It's his last day. Unequivocally be better than him. Unequivocally. That's so true. Maybe we should all run. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so now this guy. So this guy gets fired, right? Oh, yeah. He got that turned around pretty quick. So when he did this, he was the I think he was the director of pro scouting for the Chicago Cubs. Um, He worked worked for the Red Sox for, I think, 10 years. I read from like 04 to 15. 
And then he went to Chicago for a few years, then went to Arizona for a few years. Now he got named GM of the Mets in December. You know, Meg said, how long was it? Like 37 days? What did you say? Yeah, it was not long, but he was, yeah. And so now it's like he was with, I didn't know who this guy was at all. Even though I work for Cubs, but I'm a Cubs fan. He works for the Cubs for forever. Did you yeah. know he worked for the Sox, Justin? No, I, mean, I didn't. I, I I was trying to do some background on him because my wife was asking me questions, you know, this afternoon about it. So he was with the Sox from 04 to 15 in various capacities. He went to the Cubs 15-16, Diamondbacks 2016 to 2020, and the New York Mets 2020 to 2021, meaning mid-December to <laughs> mid-January. <laughs> As I as I mentioned before we started recording, uh, that's now two years in a row that the uh, Mets have hired somebody in a capacity that never was a part of the franchise organization, whatever you want to call it for a single game. This year, it was Jared Porter. Last year, it was Carlos Beltran. Classic Mets, right? I mean, (laughs) I feel bad for Mets fans because Oh my God. Like I can't even fucking imagine, dude. This broke late last night at like 11 PM and he was canned by 8 AM today. Oh yeah. It was good. It was bad. And the Mets put out a statement really fast last night too. That was just kind of like, all right, we're going to sleep on this, but we know what we're going to do. Good. Because like zero tolerance to that shit. Also, that's a man that just like feels entitled to everything genuinely like think that you're entitled to this person like that's harassment and you just think that like oh the shit he was saying just like sending her a hundred like question marks and being like hello beautiful like are you mad at me are we fighting i'm like dude she's literally never answered you in her life like what is happening right now like take the l guy can't wait for like three days from now when somebody who intern for the Sox, intern for the Cubs and comes out and says, you know, I had this experience. There's no, cause you don't just go from zero to 100. And this is like clearly 100. This has happened. It's gotta happen before. And people just don't do their research. I agree. I I saw that article today that was like one of the reporters that was on the the press conference today with yeah it would have been sandy alderson that had to be the president yeah it was of the mets um she asked how many women were involved in your background search with this guy she literally straight up asked that my mouth in is the on, press my conference. on the i'm just like you're my hero and he's yeah. he said none none were involved clearly unbelievable i mean this person is a predator and i hate him i just feel like what do you mean, dude? Also, you're grimy and disgusting, and I hate you. My brain is kind of broken today, but it's, like, not broken enough for me to fucking despise this man. I hope he never finds happiness. I hope he isn't doing well. Right, Justin? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it when somebody gets me too Same, because I'm like, and this is what people don't realize, is this shit has been happening since the beginning of fucking time. And women have just been gaslighted and women have just been like told to sit down and shut up and look pretty, especially in sports. And like the excuse of like, it comes with the territory and it's just like, that's not fucking okay. Like you can't just like go to work and feel like you can't speak out against someone that's like legitimately harassing you. Like if this was, I don't know, it's just crazy to me. Like, are you fucking real? So I'm excited about it. I'm fucking happy that he's being exposed. And I hope that if it has happened before, then those people come out and speak against him as well. And he never gets another job and he has to fucking live in his mom's basement and start 
fucking tweeting out from <laughs> like random accounts to just troll become an internet. He's troll. gonna get really into saber metrics and he's gonna become like that Twitter guy for oh yeah you know, for baseball analytics because he can't get a job because he can't get a job and he's like tweeting from his mom's basement in fucking Long Island. Like, I hate this man. Not not just in baseball. He's never gonna get another job in baseball. But is he basically completely unemployable at this point? How he gotta who's, be. Who's yeah. going to hire him? What what can he do? He's got this high profile scandal. His dick is all over the internet. <laughs> and, and even worse, that open mouth headband selfie is all over the internet. Honestly, that's what, did you see that, Megan? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. There were oh, multiple okay. ones. There were multiple selfies. Was there really? I think so. Oh, oh my God, yeah, no, the open right mouth now. headband one. That's <sighs> horrible. Wait, what's his name? Jared Porter, right? Yeah, yeah, Jared Porter. He's a very yeah. uh, voluptuous, dumpy baseball <laughs> executive. You know, this is like uh, he does have a little bit of cushion for the old pushing, if you know what I mean. Um, he's like a fat, gross man with like rosy pink cheeks and just. Do you have a boyfriend yet? You're so pretty. What is that, dude? That looks like, like a said, girl on OnlyFans. You like, don't just go like zero to one hundred. <laughs> like, what dude, were, there's definitely lead ups to this. I don't know. And there's definitely like, it's like a fucking murderer. Rarely do you kill just, I feel like you're not like a serial killer, like, and you just kill one person. Like there's yeah. gotta be more women. He's just doing this too. I also want to be like, bro, what was the angle? Like, why did you think that open mouth selfie was going to be good? I think that's the worst part of everything. I think sending an open mouth selfie selfie is worse than sending 62 unsolicited or not unsolicited text messages, 62 oh, unanswered text messages. Well, they were definitely unsolicited too. Also that, yeah. <laughs> and especially the dick pics. I mean, that's the worst part. But then on top of that, the open mouth selfie, bro. What do you mean? What do you do? With doing? a headband on. Absolutely diabolical, frankly. I've never an, seen anything like it. An awful look. An awful look all around. I mean, not only is he basically now a sex predator, but he just <laughs> looks like a fucking asshole on, uh, like, on the internet all the time. People are going to be talking about this for years. This I isn't one of those stories that just goes away. I need it to become a meme, and I need the college football teams to use that as a play call. That's what I need. Here's your need calling, to... Maddie. You make that a meme. <laughs> I need that as a meme, and I need that on a board. You know how they do that in college on football? The call the plays? <laughs> I need that. I need oh this to never God. die. I need it to be ostracized for the rest of time. If I can get a four quadrant, uh, one of those panels with some offensive assistant at like Washington State holding up, it's Jared Porter's face next to a Cornishon pickle, next to a Mets <laughs> logo, next to like a flip phone. Like I, I can't ever watch a sporting event again because that would be, you know, I, I'd be like George Costanza. I got to go out on top. Like that's it. Thank you. You've been great. Godspeed. I'll see ya. That would be the greatest. <laughs> I mean, I hope that man's doing well. Just kidding. I hope he's fucking sobbing into low thread yeah. count fucking bed. He definitely sleeps in. He's definitely a he I could just like profile this man so easily. Forever. He definitely sleeps in a bed. He sleeps in a fall, first of all, even though he has enough money for a queen, he sleeps in a fall because he's a fucking weirdo. And he's had the same two pair of rotating sheets from Target for literally 10 years. They probably have holes and pills in them. And then he has the most basic comforter, not down, just comforter from like Wayfair that he yeah. like bought from an Instagram ad three years ago. And everything in his room is either blue, black or gray. And his furniture is from Ikea. That's how I feel about him. He's just an icky person. Not for me. Not him. my type of guy. No. And he likes Doritos. 
Well, I like Doritos too. Definitely like, likes his, Doritos. But like that's his favorite food, you know? Yeah. No, definitely. Just a fucking weirdo. <laughs> Anyways. Meg, I don't fucking know. Obviously, we've we've touched on this. Worked in athletics. How is it being a, a woman working in athletics? Like in terms of advancement, in terms of, you know, dealing with this type of stuff. I know you said you haven't had a ton of personal stories from it, but do you have any that you've heard that might be like, yikes? <laughs> well, there have definitely been some yikes moments. I think every, uh, it's, it's 100% true what you see on Twitter when you see women in sports saying every woman that works in sports has had these moments, has had these text messages. It's 100% the truth. Nothing really sticks out. So I'm not like horribly traumatized that's ever happened, but it's uh, that's happened to me. And like I said, I don't have any horror stories. I've been by and large, extremely, extremely lucky to work for the men that I have worked for, I have worked with by and large, great people. This is, this is the exception, definitely, just because sports is so male dominated. But yeah, I mean, it's just a series of micro- I don't know if you can call them like microaggressions and not even, you know. Oh, yeah. It's definitely like, so I think female writers have it way worse, way worse than, and I've never been a journalist. I'm working on, you know, the administrative side of things. And they have it worse because they are actually in the locker rooms and trying to get access and trying to get scoops. And in that kind of environment, it's all about building these personal relationships. But then it's the question of what kind of creep's going to take you doing your job to the whole, oh, she wants to see my dick. Like, how does it go to that? Because that they're I entitled. Because they're fucking yeah. entitled. That's Gotta like, be. yeah, it's because they're entitled and they think they can just have whatever they want. It's like insane. And I feel like that can go, I mean, definitely women in sports. I have a friend that used to be a um, reporter for Fox and she was in an on-field reporter and she used to show me the Instagram comments and DMs and like tweets she would get. Oh, and she's like, it was just like random accounts, like saying like the most crude stuff to her, like un- obviously unsolicited, like just random shit. And I'm just like, who thinks this is okay? Like that's yeah. never okay. Like that reporter being like, do not send me one unless I ask you for one is so fucking true. It's like, you are a scary individual. Like, dude, what do you mean? Are you that much of a narcissist that you think anyone gives a fuck about what your dick looks like? Get lost, buddy. My God. The women that are on camera, I, they're some of the strongest women. The women that are on camera in sports, sideline reporter, studio, doesn't matter. There you have, there's, they've got to be some of the strongest, strongest women out there in their careers just because of that kind of shit. Uh, yeah. They are getting unsolicited on social media every day. And I mean, I was the stat girl. I was a sports information director. Yeah, you know, but that's like, very I important. Was, it is. Thank you. Thank you for validating me. But um, <laughs> we love validation on this podcast. Thank you for validating my statistical yeah. knowledge. But then on that side of it, I got more of the whole you have to walk the fine line between nice and being an asshole. Mm-hmm. You have to, I mean, you're dealing every day with guys. Again, I will say this again, by and large, fully supportive the guys that I've worked with. But I mean, it, and it depends on the sport too. I mean, baseball, not great. I, I will 100% say yeah. that there are baseball bros out there that know everything about every stat ever. And, you know, it's just like, like a question, like if I'm scoring, I'm scoring a game, I scored some big games, you know, Cape Cod league. There's a lot of pressure associated with that. Cause these guys are all going to be, you know, big league names at some point. Mm-hmm. And just the question of, are you sure that was a hit and not an error? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's a hit, not an error. Like I've been doing this for seven years. I, you know, they don't teach you how to do it in school, but I've scored a few baseball games in my day. What you wouldn't be at. And you just know, you wouldn't be asking to do that question. No, 
you are a very strong person for that because I having to take that and like just sit there and again would they say that to a guy no and the fact that women have to sit there and just be like have it roll off their back is so unfair it's fucking and then and then the way you respond too I you know yeah I there is a huge I saw a lot of women again it's kind of obvious that I'm gay so it's not like I'm getting these it's 100 obvious and a lot of guys that I work with know that I'm engaged I'm really open about it so I'm not getting the dick pic side of things thankfully (laughs) yeah but you you still get the questions because it's like oh you're in again yeah baseball's not great football's not great now I mean I've I definitely have had some friends that have had some way worse experiences than than me and and I commend them for how how they deal with it and everybody everybody deals with it in their own way some of them report it some of them don't some of them are able to just put it aside and say you know just gonna do my job that's so crazy to me that that's that's a choice that you have to make just because it's like a male-dominated profession doesn't mean that you have to put up with shit um how did you like start your career like how did you get into sports where did you play sport in college I didn't I ran track for a hot second that lasted all the semester um (laughs) (laughs) I was a student worker it was like my work study job working in the sports information office at my lovely d3 school Ohio Northern University and uh I was a sport management major so it made sense like I was gonna go into sports one way or the other and that's just kind of what stuck Mm-hmm. My dad was like, you know, you know a lot about sports because you've just watched a lot of sports growing up. You're a decent writer because there's the writing side of it. Maybe you should try this. And so yeah. I did as soon as that that is. That's literally even through grad school and all the various other things that I tried. That's what stuck. So you went to grad. What did you go to grad school for? Sport administration. That's pretty awesome. So what's like your end goal? I have no idea. I thought I had an end goal, which was working in college sports. I've done, I've worked at... D3. I worked at D1. I was with the American Athletic Conference for a couple of years, working women's basketball mostly when I was there as mm-hmm. their as a conference's communications person. But then they went to Texas. I was not going to Texas with them. They relocated <laughs> yeah. down there. And now I'm doing something totally different, you know, just mainly social media and more of a historical perspective or a museum where I'm, I'm in a nonprofit now and I'm really happy doing that. So I thought, you know, Oh, maybe one day I'll be a college athletic director. And then I watched what athletic directors, the shit they have to deal with as yeah, dude. To. I never want to do that. Decide that very quick. And now I'm just kind of coasting along living my beautiful life in Rhode Island. So I have no idea, but it's fine. It's, you like sports. You like working in sports. Yeah. I don't think that will ever change. I love yeah. that. That's so great it's, that you know that you like to do stuff. Same with Justin. Justin, you'll get into Justin is a sports person. Yeah. It's hard to give up. It's like you get a taste of it that. and you're like, you like want to get back in, you know, like I've been, I've been out for couple of years. I left post coaching hoops in 2018. That was my last year. I left August, 2018, right before I got married. So I've been out for the better part of like two and a half years. And like, I miss it sometimes, but other mm-hmm. times I don't just, and to what Meg is saying, you got to put up with a lot of shit. If you want to advance in athletics, because, and not to say it's not difficult in any track, but people in the administration side of things for the most part, hacked with some decorum and some sense of respectability. Whereas basketball coaches, especially on the men's side, I mean, it's almost like you got to vet the people you're going to work for. 
before you take the job. Otherwise, you're like, oh my God, this is a nightmare. When I was in Providence and I was working, oy vey. I, <laughs> I, both of you Justin's have heard having PTSD flashbacks yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah. I am, yeah. It, I was there I can, for every minute of it. Oh so you guys God. worked together at the place where you had the horrible boss, Justin? Uh, so Meg, when I first started there, was the assistant commissioner of the Little East Conference, which is the conference that my school was in. Oh, oh. Was in. conference of all time. It, oh, what, why did they name it the Little East? Is it because of the Big East? Uh, yeah, that's exactly Correct. it. Like, what, <laughs> like, of course. Like, what did you really need to ask that? Like, yes, it's spelled out in the name Little East. And then Meg was the uh, the the head SID at, at UMass Dartmouth. So, what is SID? Sports information, sports information director. director. So this is like the whole side of sports that I don't know. And I thought yeah. I knew everything. The stat person. This is what we do. We open eyes on this podcast, Matt. Absolutely. Like I, this is so interesting. Um, I feel like I have so many questions for you. So you were a sports major in, co in college and undergrad, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. How did you know major. that you wanted to do that? You just like liked sports when you were growing up. And so you were like, I'm going to go to school for that. Yeah. Essentially. I mean, that's, that's, that's really what it was. It was, you know, I mean, my parent, my parents were never like, oh, go make as much money as you can, which was great. But they were like, do what you want. You won't make any money in sports, but it makes you Dude, happy. It's and, crazy. It's yeah. so ridiculous how much money the industry as a whole make. Cause like a bunch of my friends work for AEG, which is like the parent company of like, they own like the LA Kings and like the galaxy and like everything. And they make fucking nothing. And I'm like, dude, you guys work so hard for so long. And like, put up with so much stuff and I'm like this is not sustainable way to live and exactly. like it's absolutely bonkers like what do you mean like my friend is interviewing for a job right now and she got offered a job she's a like a management position right now she's worked at this company for however many years she's 30 she's would be making less than I was making my first year out of college in sales like base commission wow and I was yeah. making base plus commission and that just my base. I don't I know how 22. I live. Yeah, I like looking back at my first, I mean, I was a full-time intern at the American when I, that was my, why I moved to Rhode Island and mm -hmm. I don't regret it. Great experience, but I don't know how I lived off of $22,000 a year. I have no idea. How what? I made Improv what do you mean? Providence as a full-time intern. Right. And then my second job right after that, also in Providence, didn't pay me much more than that. I have no idea how I did it. I have no idea. And Justin can say the same. Like, he knows it, it's yeah. totally unsustainable. 22,000. So this is the other thing. It's like, how the fuck do you expect people to, like, genuinely live? Like, what if those people didn't have resources, like, their parents to live with or, like, affordable yeah. housing or, like, how do or you parents, expect someone to parents live parents are with? like, yeah, take the opportunity. We'll pay for your car insurance like mine did. Right. Yeah. See, and that's what's so fucked up. And like, I feel like people that are so privileged. I mean, here I go down a fucking. Here we go again. I'm gonna privilege. I just feel like <laughs> people don't understand their privilege, and it drives me insane because where I grew up, it's very much like that. And like, I'm like very privileged where I grew up, and like thankful for what my parents have given me. But like, I moved to California, and I see how much harder people have to work, like, and how crazy their student loans are, and just like they can't take jobs like that because there's just like no way to sustain life. And it's fucking so unfair. $22,000 a year is almost, I think for Medicaid, it's 18. So that's $4,000 more than you being put on government assistant, like Medicaid for healthcare. That's insanity yep. with a college degree, bananas. With a master's degree on my dad. What? Same, that yeah. was my first full-time jo job out of grad school. 
And that's before tax, right? Yeah. In Rhode Island. It's not cheap. Here. So like your rent <laughs> has to be $300 or else you just can't live. Right. Yeah, I lived with three other girls. Did you share a room? We, no. Luckily, I had my own bedroom, but I mean, it was, I was living in a college house for lack of a better term in Providence, a mile from PC. And it was just party central. Like, but you were probably happy because you were young and like, yeah, I mean, I mean, it was at that point it was, it was fine. Didn't sleep much. That's mm-hmm. for damn sure. But dude, that's fucking kooky bananas, frankly. I don't know how, and Justin, same for you. I mean, you're a basketball coach, which is like such a demanding job and your hours are insane. And like, or you were a basketball coach, not now. It's like, how do people expect people to live like that? I just like, I don't know. It's wild to me. Three coaches have it the worst the worst yeah d3 like it's ultra part-time when i was at plymouth state i was i was making 3500 bucks stipend i had to work a day job doing landscaping i substitute Wait, what do you mean 3500 stipend what do you mean I, they paid me 3500 to be the assistant basketball coach at plymouth state for the entire season yeah, for yeah. like I'm literally speechless. I don't know what to say. So I had to I had to work. I was a paraprofessional at the high school for a little bit. I was a substitute teacher at the elementary school for a while. I landscaped while I was up there. I, I was basically like an assistant. Like I, I worked in like a, a housing development, just like cleaning up brush and shit for like 15 bucks an hour just to make ends meet. I mean, I was living in Holderness, New Hampshire. <laughs> my, my rent was $311 a month in this condo we were living in. And then we moved and my rent went up a whole $14 a month to $325 a month. I was living with three women's lacrosse assistants at the time in a, in a house. In First, we were in a condo. It was me and two of them. And then we moved into a house, added a, a third. So... We were paying like 325 bucks a month in rent. So my uh, fiance had the same thing. She was a D3, still is a D3 assistant soccer coach. Mm. But she's a but she's a high school PE teacher. So I mean, that's her day job. That's dude. That's, that's where the, the money best is. job ever. Just yeah, marking it, kids in dodgeball. That'd be yeah. so lit. <laughs> but yeah, she no, she did the whole GA thing and in, in D3 soccer and was doing the same thing, living with our buddy Scott Picard. Yeah. Oh my god, he what? falls. He's my biggest fan, frankly. I fucking love that man. And he follows me on Twitter and Instagram. Yep. He he lives in too. does he live in Scottsdale? Yeah. Yeah, he was like, now. You need to just come out here and work. He's like the nicest person ever. He always gasses me up. He left us a good review, too. I love he, Scotty. He's a great guy. He was he, he was the assistant at years. Yeah. yeah. So he was the assistant at UMass Dartmouth when I was at Rick. Wait, so, for basketball? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah, we have this little intertwined web of, of our Providence area friends there, Maddie. Wait, that... you guys have such a cool little friend group. I'm like here for it. I like love this. I love to like hear about this. Yeah. Well, a lot of it involves a, bunch of a bar that no longer exists in Providence called Hanley's. <laughs> may it rest oh, in peace. just made the yeah. sign of the cross. Yeah, may it rest in peace. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I love that bar. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you guys are just great. Because I'm sure you're all just like grinding away and you're just like i want to get fucked up so i forget that how much i like am like so tired a little right money now. i'm making you're probably exhausted yeah. Yeah. yeah like let me hit this penny pitcher deal you know Spot on. yeah no we like Justin, any- did you just mute yourself uh muted myself to uh so i could cough because okay, you yeah. were coughing and i was like are you choking? I was panicking for a second no i'm, I'm drinking a gluten-free beer so I, you know it, oh it's omission of- do you like it yeah, it's actually pretty good. I was surprised. Do you know that Justin has celiac, Megan? I just recently found this out. Yeah. How did that happen? Uh, 
I don't know. I, I said this, I think I said this last week when I was talking to Maddie about it. Now that I have it and I know that I have it, it's like one of those things that I'm like, oh, this makes a lot of sense that I was getting <laughs> weird rashes inexplicably for almost no reason. And finding out some of the side effects that it can have, hearkening back to my dad telling me, you know, when I was like 16, yeah, you know, we got a pretty long history of colon cancer in this family. Not really sure why. And I'm like, huh. So celiac causes colon cancer, huh? <laughs> huh. That's crazy. And I'm like, I'm thinking about it. I was like, am I just related to like a long line of morons who just... <laughs> had like diarrhea for like 40 straight years and never did anything <laughs> about it and then ended up with colon cancer because they just insisted upon eating like fast food and fucking frozen dinners and shit all the time and justin you know, is changing the trajectory of his family name i'm trying listen somebody's got to do it i might as well break the chain now before you know, I, I fall back into recovering white trash land. But yeah, no, I mean, Maddie, like, I don't, you know, I think we're, we're kind of painting a pretty good picture of, for lack of a better term, just how miserable it is to work in the realm of athletics. I mean, Kids, you guys, don't work yeah. in sports. Yeah, I was going to say, like, how do you succeed in sports? Like, how do you like, what do you have to do? Like, what would you, what advice would you guys have? Like to people like either like looking to change careers or like if anybody in here is listening, that's in fucking college or anything, like what could you not just like shaking his finger? I'll give, I'll give my advice and then Meg, yeah. I'll let you give your advice. So go, go. I'm, I'm, I, I'm I would say excited. the best, the best way for advancement in athletics is being the right sperm from the right ball sack. <laughs> He's not wrong. More or less. You have to know, you have to know, some, like you have to know someone. Every job I've gotten is because somebody knew someone. I knew someone or had a relationship with someone who knew someone. Yeah. And okay. in coaching, it's worse. In, in coaching, it's all nepotism. Yeah. Justin will speak That's to that. Crazy. My fiance can speak to that. Um, yeah. in, in the administrative side of things, it's a little easier. I mean, if you want to go into sports, you're not going to make the money, but going to communications because that's a learned skill. <laughs> like I worked my yeah. ass off and I still make money. Like I still score games, you know, at various schools in Rhode Island where I know people and, and they pay me to do that. It's because it's a skill that no one else has. The NCAA has its own statistical software and very few people in this world know how to use it. <laughs> So that's so that interesting so but, you know how to do that you know how to use it yes so it's okay. kind of like finding your niche and then like also networking the fuck out of everything and like always putting yourself out there and like making your fucking name known essentially yeah Co coaching is hard though but like coaching is it's a disaster yeah yeah, yeah i can't even imagine it was so much worse in college because like that was my career I went to, uh, you know, yeah. I got two degrees to my, my most money I made coaching basketball uh, just because I had multiple second jobs on campus was like 25 grand in a year. Yeah, exactly. Maddie disaster. What? Yeah. Not great at all. Not great. <laughs> Definitely advise against it. If you have the opportunity, don't do it, do it, but don't do it, but don't also what do like D one coaches make? No oh, God. Like not head, like the Duke coaches, people, but like are we talking other about head coaches, coaches? Or are we talking about their assistants? <laughs> because that both. is let's talk both. Do you know? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm any so head coach at a D1, small or big, I mean, big, obviously, they're making millions, small, yeah. I mean, they're making, they're still making six digits, probably. Like, the I would things think. You- like, over $200,000 a year? If you're a men's basketball coach or a football coach, absolutely. Yeah. If Depending, you're, like if you're, over if, you're a little, a year? if you're a swimming coach, if you're a swimming coach, not so much. So um, it, but like yeah, Maddie, if, talking like basketball, football, baseball. So not even uh, baseball. Yeah, baseball is like college baseball is like almost not a thing, Meg. I mean, if I'm, I mean, it is a thing, but it's like it's not a money making thing. No, not at all. But like college football, college basketball, like the the games you see on ESPN all the time, like the ACC schools. Yeah. Like like right now, I'm sitting and I have the TV on. It, Duke's playing Pitt. All of those assistants on the staff are making two, three, four hundred thousand dollars a year. What? Like the associate head coach is probably clearing close to a mil. Mike Krzyzewski is probably making the head coach at Duke is probably making, I don't know, north of 10, I would say. He's got to be, yeah. A year? Yeah. Yeah. But that's Mike Krzyzewski. So if we're talking about school, yeah, he's wicked famous. Like like a Bryant, like a really low, like a small D1 where I score a lot. Go Bulldogs. Yeah, what do you think um, they make? I mean, they're probably their head. I mean, this is just a, a total guess. I have no idea for sure, but their men's basketball coach, football coach, they're probably making what Justin like hundred k maybe. But the, Between- their assistants are their assistants are making sixty. The head 60, basketball 60? coach at Bryant, you think makes a hundred thousand dollars a year? Oh, probably, they, probably. They, they probably make. Uh, for that level and it's but it's all incentivized like if they win so however many games you get a nice bump so just just knowing what i know about how the levels that's of fucking college insane work what i know about how the levels of college basketball work i, I think the bryant i don't know how good they are at football meg are they one double a or whatever the hell it is fcs yeah, yeah. pretty so, sure the coach is from my hometown unless he retired oh really um the coach of bryant unless it, oh no it was bentley i lied to you oh bentley it said my yeah. connection was unstable, which I'm <laughs> like, unstable I, all the time. So like, this is fucking nothing new to me. Like my entire life is unstable. I, I like, think. All right, dude. Thanks for the fucking warning. <laughs> I think, I think the, uh, the, the head basketball and head football coach at like, uh, like a Bryant or like a school of, of that type of level is pr- the basketball coach is probably somewhere between like 175 and 300 K. I don't exactly know the number, but the football yeah. coach is probably definitely between two and $300,000 a year just because of the level. And the assistants are, if you're the the low man on the totem pole, you're probably clear in like 50 if you're lucky. Yeah. You know, if you're the high man, probably 80, 90. Yeah. There's not a ton of money for the amount of hours you work. Like you're working all, but I don't know, six, seven, eight hours of most days. And those are the hours you're sleeping or whatever. It's uh, that's kooky bananas. You guys are really opening my eyes. You're opening my eyes. Um, also, we need to talk about James Harden. I am fully convinced he was wearing a fat suit in Houston. No one can tell me different. I There's thought the same thing. I thought about tweeting it. You should have tweeted I, it. I think about I, tweeting a lot of things. But. You need to just start <laughs> tweeting into the void. That's what I do. And it's like sometimes I wake up and delete six tweets and sometimes I just let it fucking ride. But he same. is lit. Yeah, same with Justin. I'm like, oh, we were on one last <laughs> night. James Harden. You a thousand percent were wearing a, a pregnancy tummy. Like, I'm so confused. Or, like, I just, there's just no way that's just not physically possible for him to lose that amount of weight in that amount of time. It's just not physically possible. 
I don't care what anybody says. There's just absolutely no way. No, yeah. I know. I totally, I don't know. And I don't know. They pro athletes, maybe he did a really intense juice cleanse. I don't know. You don't know. Like, do we think Kim Zarden did a no, fucking probably juice not. <laughs> do like, they, I'm do like, they, that man, I don't do know. They, I mean, do they I, serve herbal juices at the strip clubs of Houston? Yeah, seriously. He probably brought his own in his fucking yeah. kombucha. So now he's in on Brooklyn. the nets with Kyrie, right? Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Yes. Wait, Kevin Durant's on the nets too? Yeah. Since when? Forever? No. He signed with them before last year, missed the whole season with a with a ruptured Achilles. Oh, that okay. And yeah. now it's him, Kyrie is and I saw that Kyrie, our little friend, is losing out on like a million dollars pretty much. Is he losing money from sitting out those games or are they still paying? Did him? you not you see that? Know? No. Yes, yeah, he's no, losing Wow. Must be nice to be able to just because say, it's eh. like not that's like when players get fined for doing shit. I'm like, why did you do that? That's twenty five thousand dollars because you decided to do something fucking stupid, like celebrate in the end zone. Like, what do you mean, dude? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Absolute kooky bananas. I don't know. What do you think about James Harden, Justin? I mean, it was only a matter of time, uh, but he really forced the issue with his last press conference in Houston saying, he was like, I tried to make it work. It's not working. Like, this team, not very good. You know, whatever. I'm out. And they're like, all right, well, this trade's coming within the next 48 hours at some point. And then it happened literally like 18 hours later, it was finalized with the Nets. They've been like working on that for a while. I think I was, I was trying to rationalize why he looked so fat in Houston. And then he became like a physical specimen chiseled from granite and brawn as soon as he showed up in Brooklyn overnight. Yeah, overnight. Uh, like, I'm literally looking at this. I'm Googling it. He got traded on like a Wednesday and he was like a physical specimen on Friday. Uh, I was trying to figure it out. And I, I was listening to Trill Withers podcast tonight uh, while I was in the car. And he opened my eyes to an avenue I didn't even think of. Definitely really wearing that thing nice and snug. His jersey, he was probably wearing some of that like padded armor shirts that they sell for dudes that get hit a lot. So they don't, then they got a little extra padding. He was definitely wearing maybe one, probably, you know, more than one of those things. So he's bulging out a little bit. People are like, oh man, he's been hitting the buffet at the strip club at the Onyx in Houston. Hey. That's what's going on. And then gets to Brooklyn and yeah, yeah everything's all, fine. I'm he's looking just at these okay. Photos. I'm looking at these photos. No one will ever tell me that this is not a fat suit. I don't care if he, I don't even care. Because man, he, he is so thin in these photos. Even his legs. This man has a full gut. I don't know. This is fucking crazy to me. Also, when I typed in James Harding fat, the first thing that came up was fat bodysuit yeah. so we're not the only ones y'all we think Absolutely. i mean we're in good company here on the internet meg what do you think crazy crazy i think he was going to diabolical measures to get out of houston what those measures are we may never know bioterrorism it might be a fat suit yeah did you hear what justin says it's bioterrorism which is the funniest take <laughs> of all time like, just go to the strip club maskless just like fuck it you know what pj tucker you get COVID, I don't give a shit because I'm out of here. Hopefully you're not coming with me. It's My word. pretty amazing how he managed to get himself out of there, though. I'll give him that. Yeah. 
Listen, you got to go to extremes to get yourself out of a toxic relationship. Sometimes you just have to become even more toxic than the relationship. We've all been there. I've done some choice shit, so I kind of understand. Thankfully, I've never had to fucking wear a fat suit in order to get out of it, but we've definitely all done some weird shit. Justin, I know you definitely know what I'm talking about, and you definitely have too, dude. I definitely have too. Justin hucked his nipple rings at a girl. Talk about toxic energy. (laughs) (laughs) What can I say? An icon amongst us. I'm a renaissance man. (laughs) A hundred P, dude. A thousand percent. I didn't know he had them. Did you know him with them? Did you ever see them? I don't think I ever saw them, but I knew about them. Yeah. Bro, I didn't know they existed until like two episodes ago. And I was, I I, I honestly, frankly, didn't fucking believe him. She was was shooky shook. I was shooky shook. (laughs) I was like, there's no fucking way. The little barbells in the night. I was like, when did you take them out? And he's like, I got mad at Country Fest and ripped them out and tucked them at my ex. And I was like, I'm going to fucking pass out. Like, you're got to be kidding me, dude. Uh. Got mad and ripped them out. What yeah. a unbelievable! What a life I lived. I know. I, just for for clarification, had I ripped them out, I probably would have had like a you know nipple flapping in the breeze. <laughs> I was I was very able. I was very finally able to unscrew one of the balls, pull it out gently, in anger, screw it back on in anger, drunk. That takes <laughs> an extreme patience and skill. That talk about fucking karate kid. I would have just ripped them out in my fit of rage and been like, Ugh. "Fuck it, I'll deal with it later." <laughs> <laughs> oh. Man. Megan, aren't you so glad you came in the pod talking I'm about nipple rings so and fat glad. suits and James Harden? I'm Jesus. so glad. I mean, and ins- what else? I, now I like want to ask you guys all these things about sports. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like it's so corrupt. Oh, do you think that refs are like paid off by the mob? FIFA refs are. Absolutely. FIFA refs are. Soccer, soccer refs are paid oh, yeah. off. Everything else, I don't know. Really? Have you listen to the podcast Whistleblower? Yes, that's what I'm. Oh God. Yes, that's what I'm listening to right now. Yes. Justin told me to listen and that's what I'm listening to right now. And um, I've also dated a man from Delco, like where they're from. Um, and it changed my life. I was like, oh, this is your dad is your like, this is it. Like you and your dad are this is it. Like for sure you were involved in something. Oh, the shit. mafia shit that I have to listen to in regards to soccer refs from my Portuguese fiance. I, I'm convinced it's real. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, now we're getting in it. Okay. So yeah, because I listened to whistleblower. I just like sat up. No one can see me, but I'm like sinking into the abyss. And then I just Maddie, sat up. Maddie's fucking excited. Dude, I fucking love anything having to do with the mob. I'm five seasons into the Sopranos right now. I literally watch it till my eyes bleed and I like fall asleep. So, okay. So FIFA refs are paid off by the mafia. Is it the mafia of this branch of the mob or the mafia has like a ref that they like send in and then they bet they like hedge bets against it, right? Or like not hedge, but I don't know if that's a FIFA. It's more like this world. It's it's like a worldwide scheme to like. Well, that's how that's how the World Cup ended up in Dubai, wherever it's gonna be, somewhere where there's Qatar. they have no business playing soccer outside in C- the summer. Qatar, however you pronounce Qatar. it. Q- yeah, that's Q-A-T-A-R. Qatar. That's Qatar. It. I feel like they are in definitely in basketball. After listening to this podcast, whistleblower, I mean a hundred percent because wasn't there that argument where it's like there's a difference between manipulating the game and like and like changing the game or whatever or like influencing versus manipulating yeah it's like how can you because it is true like yeah technically you should have made that call but you didn't and then it's like because you just like for the petty little thing that you don't like the guy 
or you don't like a guy who's a, so, so yeah, I can totally see that college. I don't think that things are paid off that because I've just seen enough in Justin knows this. I've seen enough college refs that they just entirely haven't the slightest idea what they're doing. So <laughs> wait, that's amazing. Yeah. Reasonable, I don't think there's actually. any paying off happening there. Okay. But yeah. So NBA, I mean, I remember okay. after this came out, I just remember when I was younger, cause I was like, grew up with brothers and I was like obsessed with reading sports illustrated. And I remember Rick Riley wrote this, like I used to hang it in my room and like I hung in my room cause I was like, I still love sports and want to be involved in sports and work in sports. And it was like basically saying like, there's always a fair winner and a fair loser in sports. And it was, first of all, there's a dog on the camera and I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> Are you kidding? Introduce the dog immediately. This is Macy, our poodle. Hi, Macy. Hi. Okay. Have you ever met Macy, Justin? I don't think I have. Is yeah, she is small? Met. Yeah, she is a 10-pound mini poodle. I usually don't like poodles. I'm obsessed with Macy, and it angers me that I don't think I'll she ever has meet to her. Be, anytime I'm on this Zoom, she has she has to be on it, too. Like, work, she, work is just like, work calls. They're, now they're just like, oh, hi, Macy. <laughs> I mean, she seems so sweet. How old is she? She's four actually yeah she's so cute i'm like speechless right now about how a dog just popped up i don't know what to say i'm obsessed she, with her yeah she had to be on my lap so is she waving i'm gonna lose my mind oh <gasps> she looks like a fucking teddy bear are you kidding <laughs> i've never seen a mini poodle like that she's very small for a mini poodle Did you get her from a breeder yeah oh my god she's, she's so from minnesota cute. <gasps> from oh. Minnesota, some of the nicest people. That's why she's so. I sweet. know some of the nicest dogs too. Totally okay. Bye, Macy. Yeah, and there she go. Sit with go sit with mom. Oh my god, I'm obsessed with her. Wait, so when uh, are you guys getting married? Now I'm completely off topic, but like fuck it. Um, when are you guys getting married? We don't know yet. Uh, to be straight up, because you know pandemic. Right. I don't want to put anybody in that position, you know? Yeah. You're a good person. Were you supposed to get married or like you just had never no. really set a date? We haven't okay. really, we just haven't. And then we I mean we were. We were in the process of like, oh, we should probably, I don't know, look at venues. Yeah. In last year, about this time last year. And then it all went to hell. This is crazy. It's been a whole fucking year. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I have family all over the country. So it's like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pay anything. Yeah, no <laughs> yeah, kidding. that's nice of you. <laughs> I've had this so many friends. I'm sure you guys do too that have just been royally screwed over by venues. It nah. is so sad. I'm like, you guys, this is so sad to me. I'm like, it's so stressful. Like, I can't even fucking imagine having to try and plan a wedding or like whatever. And then a lot of people are just saying, fuck it, and like getting married at a courthouse or whatever and having like a celebration whenever it's like okay to do. My friend yeah. from home, well, SJ, I talk about her all the time, my best friend. It's our like her friend from our hotel hometown that I like am friends with through her. She got married in her husband's parents' kitchen because they're in Florida and they're supposed to have like a small outdoor wedding in the backyard and it was a fucking hurricane. She's like, I got married next to a refrigerator, but you know what? It was so fucking lit. They were like dancing on the countertops. There was very few people there. And she's like, we'll just have a party next year. So like, uh-huh. I'm like, that's pretty fucking cool. But it's like crazy. It's just crazy times. Cray cray. I, I, w- I only went to, I went to two weddings past year i was in one and my wife was in the other one and they were very small and honestly very safe which was good but i have a like a wedding gauntlet scheduled for 2021 because of all these things getting rescheduled it's mm-hmm. like every you know every third weekend it's like oh my god you know i don't think i can afford it all <laughs> yeah all my like none of my friends are really engaged except for like one of my best friends i'm in her wedding in october but like 
everyone else is like not so i'm just fucking chin chilling over here <laughs> with all my peter pan friends we never want to grow up megan how old are you <laughs> i'm 31 when's your birthday august are you a leo like me yes <gasps> look at us just a couple <laughs> of leos and a saudi vaggie that's justin yeah. And his adorable child, obviously. Ooh. We love astrology on this pod. Yeah, we're a big yeah. astrology pod. We're a big everything pod, I guess. Is that yeah. Sue? Yeah, come in, Sue. <gasps> oh my God, hi. Hey, hey. Sue. Hey, we were I'm just like talking about um, how the FIFA is, the FIFA refs are um, run by the mafia. and Oh, please. Um, yeah. Duh. See, I had no idea. Soccer. That's, a, that's a known fact. Soccer, European soccer queen over here. Sue, tell us a good uh, mafia-related FIFA official story. Hit us. I know you yeah, got a cachet of them. Uh, yeah. Um, I had a good family friend. He was, this is probably in like 70s. This is in Portugal. No, this was not. Oh, Portugal. this is in the US. This was, I don't know. He was like high up. Like he did like national games. Um, some guy met up with him, the officials, and said, You need to call this foul, these things, and you have to make sure this team wins. And he goes, No, I refuse to, sir. And he goes, Well, then I put a hit for you to be killed. <laughs> After dead. that day, he 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 quit officiating. He didn't soccer. he didn't ref the game? No, he just said, I'm never doing this again. And he's never. Did been they there. murder him? No, he just didn't officiate. He's like, I'm never officiating again. So now he does like youth. He's like, some damn. Old yeah. What about now? Jesus. Like anything lately that we know? I don't think it'll ever come back. I don't know. The bribing stuff for the World Cup location. I think, oh, the World Cup locations. Yeah, um, that oh. happens. There's always pays off for that. There's pay always them? Why do you want the World Cup in your city? Because like it's just money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you got to look, if you look about like the World Cup venues, you're like, why would you have it in that country? Like, it's not even safe for people to travel there. And it's just uh, like, especially for the men's World Cup, it's, it's a little interesting. Let's put it that way. I'm shooky. I'm a huge fucking conspiracy theorist, even though this isn't a conspiracy. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like, I, I'm not an anti-vaxxer or anything fucking preposterous. <laughs> I, like, I do believe, <laughs> I know. But like, I do, I do believe, like, oh, just to man. clarify here before you like judge me, um, I do believe in Sasquatch and I do believe in aliens and I do also believe in Sasquatch and I also kind of mostly believe we're living in a simulation, but yeah, that's, that's fucking like that movie. Like, black oh, we're 100 living in a simulation. Justin has to hear me talk about this every episode. I look outside and I'm like, if you don't believe we're living in a simulation, this is absolutely bonkers. The sky yeah. is literally 30 shades of pink right now. This isn't fucking re real. All right, you guys, take a look at the moon and tell me we're not living in a simulation. Kidding me? Absolutely diabolical. Anyways, <laughs> Justin's we're like, like uh, goes. But, it's like we're yeah, living so, in anyways, the uh... bottom line. What? It's like we're living in like the Hunger Games bubble. Like they just have people at like desks, bro, uh, putting different stuff into the thing to to like attack 100%. us or create. Yeah, it's it's weird. I've I've started to think about that ever since you started talking about it. it scares the shit out of well, me. Well, this is my theory. Here's a global also, pandemic. We have... What? Here's like here's a global pandemic. Yes. Have fun, humanity. <laughs> Hunter P. So here's my thing, and I'll say it quick because, but we have new listeners, and like you guys haven't heard me explain this. So basically, what I think is like, this just sounds so fucked. So it's stupid when I say it out loud, <laughs> but like, I feel like, think about how crazy and big the universe is. Like, think about how you can't even fathom how big the universe is. Like, literally anything is possible. Like, if this was 200 years ago, the thought of flying an airplane, they'd be like, okay, buddy, like, you're a fucking lunatic for even fathoming that. 
So then like, what if there's just a person that like, we're like a Sims game, like they, but they just left the Sims game alone. And then it got absolutely out of control and it just grew and grew and grew and got crazier and crazier and crazier. And it's just like running in its own simulation. Like not necessarily anybody's even controlling us right now, but at some point someone started a simulation and just like, let it go. Because then I was telling Justin, like fucked up shit happens all the time like murders and like crazy stuff and like hurricanes and things like that. And I'm like, did you ever play roller coaster tycoon and you just launch people off the fucking roller coasters? <laughs> and like, you're not a sociopath. You know what I mean? Like you're not a murderer or sociopath, but like you do that because it's like, Hey, this isn't real. What if it is fucking real? What if there's someone that's like, I'm going to cause an insane hurricane or like, I'm going to cause a global pandemic and like 400 years from now and just watch the world burn. So anyways, that's my fucking craziness. Sasquatch is also real. That's my other. I will die on that hill. No one will oh, tell man. me different. Me and my brother will die in the Sasquatch Hill. Um, I don't know what else I believe. I mean, not the lizard people. I'm not that. <laughs> okay. I do kind of believe in that as well. I draw the line at lizard people and I draw the line at anti-vaxxers and microchips in the body. I'm like, if you want an iPhone, you're not allowed to have an opinion on vaccines. That's just the way it is. You are have a microchip in your phone. Yeah. And that's no that. shit, that's right? my freaking. I really just woke up for that one. I woke up when you mentioned the mafia. Yeah. Sue believes that. Sue is. Oh, that's real. You can't make it. Totally I'm 100p on sure. your team. For sure, dude. Yeah. Totally into rig referees. Oh, it's the truth. Don't, Absolutely. don't tell me if you're not nice to an official before a game. Hey, sir. Hey, ma'am. Like, how you doing? Doing great. Did all of a sudden, sometimes you get your calls your way. Like, it helps. Oh, yeah. I'm not throwing money, but I'm at least saying, like, ah, you're looking good today. Like your outfit, you wink. You so smile. do you work in sports too? Yes. She's coaches college soccer. Oh, the, you do on the yeah. side. Yeah. I mean, Tom Brady um went to high five a ref the other day and he just got completely like rejected. Did hilarious. you see that, Justin? That was you saw that. Oh yeah. I did see that. I'm like, yeah. Tom Brady, why are you high fiving the refs? Like I would have done it by it... instinct. I would have just been like, oh hey, cool. And then we're like, oh shit, there goes my job. Okay. That makes <laughs> me feel better. Because I was like, Tom Brady, this is not a good look. Also, your dog is, I'm losing my mind. I'm losing my mind at how cute your dog is. Will you send Justin a picture of the dogs we can put on the gram? Sure. What do you want? I'm obsessed with her. I've got enough pictures of her. Where's Mocha? There's two? There's no, there's (laughs) a cat. We can't. Oh, I like cats too, though. She's not that exciting. Um, she, She was like hanging out asleep on the bed and then she ran away. Then she ran away. Somewhere. She heard me start yelling about the simulation and she was like, I'm f- this is fucking crazy. Because the dog came in. She was like, I've had enough. Yeah. The, this bitch is nuts. I, I gotta run. Yeah, she's like, oh I'm out of here. <laughs> she oh, knows man. too much. Oh man. Megan, is there anything else you want to talk about? Are we like I do you have yeah. advice for any life advice for people very, working in sports? Very, very wonderful conversation about so many different things of working in sports <laughs> my final advice get to know everyone shaking his head don't do get it to know everybody you can and make a good impression on everyone possible even in the little things and it it will pay off it will if if you want to <laughs> do it don't that's my advice but if for whatever reason you don't want to listen to me get a degree in something you can use if you go to college because I was a sports management major and I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do with my life after I get out of, you know, coaching college basketball. So 
you know, at least if you have an accounting degree, they look, hey, this guy has an accounting degree. Or, hey, this guy has a marketing degree. Or whatever. It's it's fun to major in sports management. Not lucrative, but it's fun, you know? You know, me and Justin had some classes together. Maddie was a sports classes. studies minor. Yeah. What was that class? I don't know. I just remember, like, showing up, and I was so hungover, and it was, like, me, you, and 100 hockey players, and I was like, this is, frankly, my fucking, I don't know if this is a nightmare or what, but I'm out. <laughs> I wish I fucking remembered who we had like a sports class together. I know we did. And it was like, yeah, we definitely did. I we had was, to write a press release or something. Oh yeah. It was, um, it was, uh, it was, it was, like it was literally guy. the class was like sports information. It was like three hours. Yes. Tim Ashwell. Yes. Tim Ashwell. Yes, yes. That is exactly who it was. Yes. And then I was not an athlete, but I was smart enough to like go and do group projects with all the athletes because they got automatic B's no matter what. So we wouldn't have to do shit. So I just made friends with yeah. all the fucking football players. And then I was like, sick, I'm just going to be in your group and just ride your coattails into B land. Like we didn't have to do <laughs> shit. I was like, we have, he was like, I remember one class there. And that's another thing about co playing college sports is like, you can get away with whatever you want if you're on a good enough team. Pretty much. And like, Oh yeah. I would, I'd be like, yo, uh, we need to like make a PowerPoint for this. And they'd be like, no. And we literally like presented a PowerPoint with three slides and we got to be, and I was like, this is yeah. insanity. Insanity. Hey, Can you get away with anything? If you're a college athlete in your classes, she, she says, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. The, the things, the things that people get away with, it's insane. Yeah. I dated a football player in college at UNH and him and his roommates, I'd be like, are you guys for real? Like, you're just not going to class because you, you have to lift today? Like, what do you mean? Like, I, I, why is there more structure when it comes to the time you have to eat your meals and the amount of calories you're eating than there is on like what you're actually learning academically? Like, this is crazy. It's just, it's fucking crazy. So yeah, I also love watching Last Chance You. Have you guys seen that? Oh yeah. yeah. It's like my favorite show. And I'm oh, like- fantastic. Oh my God. It's so good. But I'm like, it's so important for these kids to have like an academic like background a little bit because it's so hard to make an NFL. And then if they don't, they're just fucked. And they're all convinced yeah. they're going to. Yeah. I know. That's I do kind of love that though, because it's like, if not me, then it's going to be you. So I better fucking believe in myself to the day I die. But then it's like play video games all day and knock up 18 year girlfriends and then like expect to make it the NFL. Uh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They all have kids. I know. I love it when there's there's somebody that has a bunch of kids with a bunch of different women that ends up in the NFL. Antonio Cromartie, Travis Henry. Does he have like eight? Yes. Yes. Yeah. They those guys have like 10 kids with eight women and shit like that. Like do you know who else has a fuck ton of kids? With he just had a kid with Mayweather's daughter, NBA young boy, the rapper. He has he has like eight kids. He's 21. What? Dude, can you just stop commenting, women? Can you just you stop? You gotta be kidding me. How do you afford that? Okay, it, I nanny three kids. One of the girls is in school for like eight hours a day. I can barely, I, you saw me. It took me like an hour to even wake up. Like I couldn't even ex explain it. Couldn't even talk. I'm looking up NBA young boy right now. <laughs> I think he oh literally has seven God. kids. Right? Seven. Five boys, two girls. That's I mean, unbelievable. And he's 21? He's 21. He's been busy. I couldn't even... I don't need, like think about yourself when you're 21. Imagine having so many kids. I can't imagine having seven kids and I'm in my thirties. I can't imagine like having seven kids at 21. Kooky bananas. Maybe, yeah. 
I mean, was he just like walking just, around like, like this? Yeah, <laughs> just coming and everything he could see. Yeah, like every vagina that walked near him, he was just like, yeah, all right. <laughs> Justin, I wish we had visual right now. Oh but it's like, man, I don't know. As Justin always says, "Congrats on the sex." Congrats yeah. on the sex, yeah. bro. I don't even fucking know. NBA young boy, save some for the rest of us, man. Your Dude, seven seriously. sex trophies running around. I'm fucking Golly struggling dang. out here in these streets. I'm struggling out here in these streets. Actually, I was driving to my freaking nannying gig this morning and I a four-way stop that guy hooked up with on New Year's that I dated for like four months. And in my head, I was like, can you please just fucking text me? Cause like I just need to like hook up with someone and then just be I wanted him to just you be like a was that you to stop? Wait, dude, yeah, we're at a four-way <laughs> stop. And I was like, fuck, like, cause I don't okay. So he doesn't know I have this new job because we haven't really we've like spoken kind of, but um and i wasn't gonna text him because i was the last person to text him so i was like i'm not fucking texting him but i was like he probably in his head was like that was definitely maddie but like, she never wakes up before 11 a.m so like there's no fucking <laughs> way like there's no way that was her but it was him i know it was him but i never got the fucking text so oh here i am God. just alone just call alone. me nba young boy because like fuck <laughs> help yeah make yeah. make sure you take your pill that day maddie um, Yes, are you kidding? You know how many pregnant? You know how many? You might. You know my guy friend said to me the other day. He was like, "He's like, I get so scared about having COVID. I get a test every week, and up until like probably two months ago, I was paying one hundred and twenty-five dollars a pop. Like my entire stimulus check went to like these freaking COVID tests." And he was like, looking at me, he's like, "So, so you can get them for free, but I didn't know that for the first couple months you couldn't, or I didn't know about it." And, but there was this rapid test that me and my friends would go to and it was $125 for 50 and you'd find out in 15 minutes. Holy but shit. Justin, thanks for liking my tweet live on air, by the way. I don't even oh know what I tweeted. Or did oh, you, I, oh, you I tagged me. you both in a tweet of what literally oh, yeah. what we're talking about right now. Oh, hey. I love that. I don't Oh, so he was like, looked at me and he was like, I can't, he goes, how many pregnancy tests have you taken in your life? And I was like, what kind of question is that? And he's like, because you were so fucking paranoid about having something like COVID. Like, I can't even imagine how paranoid you are about having a fucking kid. <laughs> and then I'm thinking to myself and I was like, oh, my God, am I late on my period? And then I went home and took a fucking pregnancy test because I was like, <laughs> I can't. This podcast can't support a fucking child. It was negative for those of you that are listening that have slept with me in the past two months. Just but, FYI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just FYI. And I oh mean, my yeah. God. So anyways. Megan, you can see how this podcast really takes its twists and turns. It goes off the rails. I love it. it that's yeah. the name of the game, dude. It just sounds so clean after it's taken me three weeks to edit everything. <laughs> but, you know. I mean, honestly, I need to figure out how to fucking edit. Um, I'm going to be like I'm, nannying and I'm like, you guys need to go sit over there for 30 minutes while I like, try and help Justin. It's I'm not trying to make you feel bad or anything. I'm just, you know, cracking wise about it because it, it's funny. <laughs> I don't know how you I mean, I frankly don't know how you do it. I'm a it machine. It takes forever. Yeah. You are, truly. Those, You're fueled by... All those years cutting up, cutting up scouting video, right, Justin? Yeah, it beats that, definitely. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I can't Fuck. imagine watching shitty high school basketball players. Disaster. Disaster. <laughs> Fucking disaster. Oh, my God. Megan, is there anything else? I feel like we've kept you here for a very long time, but, like, I really enjoy talking to you. I feel like I'm learning a lot. This has been so off the rails fun. I mean, I'll keep talking. If you guys, if you guys want to go through the bachelor synopsis, I'll just give you my uneducated takes, or I can go. One of the two <laughs> doesn't matter. 
Megan's like, I like don't care. I want to go play with my dog, but I'd also love to hear you guys just ramble on about ramble about the, the dumbest shit ever. I feel like I've oh learned so much. Yeah, listen, we're yeah, a, we're a couple of weirdos about the bachelor. I mean, I never, I didn't even start listening until Justin started telling me to. So like, here we are. Oh no, we're not weirdos about just I don't think the bachelor. To, I mean, just everything. We're Maddie and I are just weirdos in general. Oh, it's part of the life. charm about our podcast, you know, <laughs> dude. I'm I'm convinced the reason that I d- I don't have a boyfriend is because of this podcast, which I'm honestly fine with because I'll take this over fucking anything any day of the week twice on Sundays. But like 100 percent, they're like, this girl's out of her fucking mind. If anything happens, she's going to talk about it. Also, she's convinced we live in a simulation and like I can't bring a girl like that home to my mother. So like, <laughs> OK, <laughs> sorry. Uh, uh- Honestly, I'm sure Kara says the same things about me, but she's kind of stuck with me at this point. And she's just kind of, she's just like, she's just so don't funny. curse too much. <laughs> yeah, she's like, Justin, please stop yelling into the void. Oh Thank my you. God. Never apologize. We're a dog-friendly podcast. Very. <laughs> and a child-friendly podcast. We love Justin's kid. Yeah. The official, <laughs> yeah. The official baby yeah. of the HCTV pod. He needs to make him a onesie. That's a great idea. I don't know where that just came from. It came from the fucking the clouds. Wow. But my brain. The sim. We should start selling apparel. Dude, we should. Would you buy oh, any, Meg? Absolutely. We love that for us. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love that for me. Why does my voice sound like a frog? I mean, Meg, we can let you get on with your evening. I, I don't want to. I don't want to keep you. We've we've kept you this long, and yeah, you know. yeah, you have been such a joy. I'm gonna, yeah, I think I'm gonna go on to to bed. But you yeah. guys pontificate about the Bachelor, and I will absolutely hell yeah. Yo, you need yeah. to start watching. I really would like you to, and then can you come back on and tell us like your sure. experience with it? Absolutely. Hell I yeah! Like, I'll watch the Bachelor. Sue, we're watching the Bachelor. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm fucking out. Thanks though. Well, All right. Well, you're to put a, a bow dream. on it. It's yeah. Been- yeah. I wish that we could hang out in real life. Yeah, come back to New England. We can make that happen. I would love. And I don't know. One of my best friend lives in in Providence. Really? You no. Know, one of my best friends lives in Providence. So I would um I come see her when I come home. So I would a yes. thousand percent love to hang. We're pretty close. So very very underrated I would like city. To, I would really like to meet your fiance and your dog as well. No, they would love that too. Providence is pretty dope. Yeah, it is. Dude, I'm obsessed with dogs. Underrated. Meg, great to see you. Thanks for joining us. We had a great time, I feel like. Maddie, you had a great time. I, I can tell. You were fascinating. I'm fucking drunk now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I was just listening to you talk and like chugging wine. And the next thing I know, I was like asking if your dog was squeezing your bun. I don't know what's going on. Anyways. Yeah. It was such a joy <laughs> that it was. I'm fucking drunk. This is going to be funny. Yes. Oh, man. Yay. Meg, come back right. anytime. Open invite to you. Great to see you. Great to chat with you. Uh, really excited you could come on. Yeah, Thanks. we'll talk to you soon, homegirl. All Don't right. Get corona. I'll talk to you guys soon. Don't get corona. And All tell right. your eyes I said hi. Will do. All right. Bye, Sue. Bye, Sue. She says bye from the living room. <laughs> Thank right, you for telling us about mafia ties. Bye.